The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Cadillac. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. And a good Monday to you and yours, Clip Brock, here coming off a great college football weekend, wall-to-wall Saturday, and probably the game of the weekend last night in Tallahassee. It took overtime for Notre Dame to beat Florida State. More on that one and all the action in a moment right here on Pirate Radio Live. You're tuned in to Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. What'd you watch over the weekend? What was your favorite game? You can chime in on Twitter and on Facebook Live and on YouTube and join in on the conversation. Of course, we are talking a lot of pirate football on today's show as well as we will hear from some of the pirate players who took the field on Thursday night in ECU's loss to Appalachian State. Coming up at 4 o'clock, Pirates running back Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed will join me on the show at 425. A couple of Pirate linebackers, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, will get their thoughts on the Pirates' defense. At 505, Holt Naylor's joins Troy D. And I on the Fixed NC Live line. And at 530, C.J. Johnson will join the program in between all that a lot of college football and nfl talk double b brian bailey will join us on the fixed nc live line at 3 30 so we are packed for a fun three hours of football talk maybe not fun when we have to recap some of ecu ab state but uh, a new week a new opportunity for the pirates to go out there and get their first w of 2021 and people were shocked Uh, on Sunday when the line came out uh, for East Carolina and South Carolina. And I said during the postgame show and on Friday, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see East Carolina come out and have a good performance coming up on Saturday. I was uh, surprised by the line. And let me uh, me see where it is at the moment. So I saw – yeah, so the first one I saw had South Carolina favored by two. And then another book had it East Carolina by four. Right That's na- the one I saw. Right now I'm looking at it, and East Carolina is a two-point favorite against South Carolina, which has Pirate fans flabbergasted. So par for the course. We were surprised that the app line was so high. We were surprised about the North Carolina A&T line a few years ago. Did Why is James Madison favored against East Carolina? We're surprised about lines just about every week. This one in the opposite direction. Uh, but right now, East Carolina, a two-point favorite. I was hoping South Carolina would be a seven or so point favorite so we could uh, all take the Pirates and enjoy. But now, uh, boy, that is a very fishy line if you 
watched the game last thursday saw what happened to ecu south carolina shuts out their opponent uh a much lesser opponent in eastern illinois uh but they went at what 45 to nothing but uh east carolina a two-point favorite for their home opener against the sec's south carolina boy that is uh that's a bit of a fishy line what do you think about that you can chime in on that as well all right uh chandler honeycutt who has been putting in the work today during the brian bailey show this guy's over here doing video production and watching game film gotta get ready baby on south carolina and eastern illinois happy that, labor day yes sir putting it uh putting in all the work on this monday uh shirley Rhodes here as well what's up shirley trying to work a lot going on no i i'm having some side effects from some medication so i've been kind of stoned <laughs> no it, it feels like it though uh no i just had some extreme dizziness and i needed to i needed to lay down for a little while so chandler had to kind of uh pick up the slack for me today but when i walked in you were um horizontal uh, yeah i was i was laid out <laughs> i was really dizzy today so yeah, well, you got your uh, your afternoon nap ready yeah to but go i now. got I, i'm i'm feeling a lot better i'm i'm not 100 percent, but i'm about 80 percent. fighting so. through it nobody's 100 percent this time of year you gotta fight through it yep all right let's uh let's get to our college football week one recap First of all, Chandler, what was uh, the favorite game, your best game you saw this weekend? Just last night, that Notre Dame-Florida State game was uh, just outstanding, going into overtime and the the comeback that Florida State had. But the biggest uh, moment of the night was probably Mackenzie Milton coming back in for Florida State, being off of college football for, I think, what, two or three years after the, 2018 the, was the last terrible time le- leg injury that he suffered, mm-hmm. I believe, at Temple when he was at UCF. Um, and it all happened not because of an injury, but because of a helmet coming off. Uh, Jordan Travis, the starting quarterback for Florida State, his helmet comes off, and here comes Mackenzie Milton into the game. And no, he didn't just run one play. He led him down the field and got some points on the board. Uh, his first play uh, coming back was a uh, 13-yard pass for a first down, so that was pretty special. But last night was no doubt the, the best college football game I watched over the weekend. I uh, had Notre Dame minus uh, some points, and I knew, literally, sometimes you just know, right? Right when Milton goes in the game, I was like, well, this one's over. This is a loss for me. I didn't know if Notre Dame would lose outright, but I knew they weren't going to cover that spread. And uh, what a story. What about a story? What about a story? As uh, he takes him down the field and played very, very well in that football game, and now mike norvell has a decision to make although do you trust mike norvell in his decision making after going for it on his own side of the field and basically costing them the game yeah uh in the what was that late third early fourth quarter uh gives up a free touchdown basically to notre dame and uh, they could have used that at the end of that game that they lose in overtime more on that one uh coming up in a moment uh, let's get to our AAC roundup. And if the game of the week was not Florida State Notre Dame, it might have been Saturday in Norman. Speaking of comebacks and teams coming up just short, how about the effort Tulane put up Saturday in Norman, Oklahoma, after everything they've been going through? Kind of reminded me of East Carolina, Miami in 1999 at Carter mm-hmm. Finley Stadium. Uh, the hurricane hits, you, your mind's elsewhere, you get down in the game, and then they make a furious comeback against the team picked by many to go to and potentially win the championship this year. 
but a hell of an effort by Willie Fritz's guys to fight to the end. They get an onside kick mm. and, and have an opportunity. That was crazy. I, I mean, the whole thing was wild. Uh, 40 to 35, the final score. Oklahoma held to three points in the second half of that football game. And Michael Pratt was, I think it was Michael Pratt, yeah. one yard short. Oh, great on, effort. On the fourth down or on the fourth down attempt to convert there. And man, just it reminded me of that Super Bowl uh Titans Rams Kevin Dyson yeah one yard away and just came up uh came up short but what a great effort by the fighting Corey Glores uh oh by the way I need to see if I can get him on the show this I've week. been trying to find um uh, like sound bites and highlights of his calls I've been looking around but uh not successful for that particular game yeah or? oh okay not successful I haven't I haven't seen any yet but no, that was a great game, and let me tell you, Lincoln Riley was sighing a huge sigh of relief at the end of that game because he knew that uh, he really escaped on that one. And Oklahoma, you know, considering where they are in the top twenty-five, I think they were ranked number two at the time. Um, you know, considering where they were in the top, yeah, yeah okay. Two. So they're ranked number two, and then they get you know a test like that against Tulane. It's you know. There's going to be a lot of uh, questions that need to be answered in Norman. The uh, Captain Bills in Norman were going all after. I was oh, I am the sure. Same thing after that game. So. Lincoln oh. Riley needs to be fired. Maybe Captain Bill himself called in to uh, to Norman. I'm sick and tired of that bubble screen. <laughs> they run it every play. <laughs> uh, so that uh, is in contention for game of the week, but Oklahoma able to uh to get the win there against Tulane. Cincinnati um playing the part of the beast in the AAC. They maul Miami of Ohio 49 to 14. And now we start to take a look at at Cincinnati and what they've got coming up and their schedule is is really tough. And people are going to say it eased up a bit after what transpired in the Indiana game on uh saturday indiana falling to help me with the big 10 team they played because i didn't write it down oh man why can't i think of it iowa they got crushed by iowa 34 to 6 cincinnati has indiana coming up in two weeks indiana probably won't be ranked at that point and then cincinnati has the date with notre dame on october 2nd hmm. and that is going to be kelly's uh that was his last stop was cincinnati Oh, and he walked out on the guys. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so Cincinnati will have an opportunity to creep closer to a, uh, a potentially a top five if they can go on the road and beat Indiana and Notre Dame. They've got Murray State. They'll blow them out uh, coming up this weekend. Speaking of Indiana, did you see where they had the misspelling of their name on their jerseys? It said like... In, Indiana. Indiana. In, Indiana. Yeah. That was... Uh, just the second how does that happen? ugliest thing on the field. Yeah, I don't know how a player runs it's out of the tunnel. It's highly entertaining. Yeah. Especially uh, when, I want to say it was the official, like the school put these out. But when West Virginia won the NIT <laughs> and it said West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And they left out a word there, a uh, letter there at the end. Happened in Major League Baseball. The uh, Angels became the Angles one, one game. So. Uh, that's a tricky one. Yep. 
You gotta, yeah. that you gotta make sure. Placement. Yeah, you gotta make sure that E becomes comes before the L. Uh, this one happened on Thursday night, but UCF came back to beat Boise State. Great debut. That was a good game. Yeah, for Gus Malzahn as they they were going back and forth throwing haymakers there late in that game, and UCF was able to survive after a lengthy lightning delay in that game. Yeah, wasn't it close to? I want to say it was like two and a half hour delay. Yeah. It was it was late before they they were, were they, able to kick. They off. were supposed to kick off before ECU and yes. App State. And it was like because I remember mentioning it more than once in the scoreboard that uh, we that they were in a lightning delay. We saw like a whole quarter of play after yeah. the mm-hmm. ECU game had ended yep. that night. Uh, there were some blowouts, and not in the good way that Mike Oresco wanted to see. Uh, although Mike Oresco has bigger things to worry about right now, Temple gives up sixty-one points to Rutgers as uh, Greg Schiano's guys all over the Owls. USF was shut out by NC State on Thursday, and I had to, uh, you know, raise an eyebrow or two after they're seeing the Marshall Navy score. How about the Thundering Herd, forty-nine to seven, over Ken Niamatololo's guys? Did they not practice tackling again this year? Remember last year they got blown out by BYU right out of the gate. Uh, the same thing happens to them this year. This time in Huntington, where East Carolina will be going a couple Saturdays from now. With Navy being a thorn in our side for so many years, I mean, you would think that that would be an opportunity to be a winnable game. But now we've got to play Marshall, too, uh, this season, and they looked good against Navy. Could have, would have, should have beat Navy last year. Yep. With uh, Holden Aylers out, Mason Garcia in. The Pirates will get a crack at them later on this season. And, yeah, that's going to be a uh, first true road game for the Pirates in 2021. Will be a couple Saturdays from now in Huntington, West Virginia against uh, Charles Hupp's team. Great debut for him. That's what you want to do in your debut as a head coach. Run up the score against what is usually a quality opponent in Navy. And that's what Marshall was able to do this weekend all right let's get to our best sound bites of the weekend big bad lsu national champions uh from a couple years ago roll into ucla those pac-12 pretty boys they're going to be able to stomp them and they're led by their head coach ed orgeron who was talking to ucla fans going into the building on uh saturday Bring your ass on. Bring your ass on your little sissy blue shirt. Bring your ass on your little sissy blue shirt. Bring your ass on. First of all, they, Bring the, ass the, the guy yelling was like, we're going to beat you today. Well, like a, Bring your ass on now. <laughs> such a pipsqueak voice. Yeah. We're going to beat you today. We're going to beat you. It was like going through uh, puberty as he was talking to Ed Orgeron. <laughs> it was probably like, like a 10-year-old like, uh, boy. Hey, hey, Coach hey, Orgeron. I was probably one Bring of those. Bring your ass here, boy. It's probably one of those UCLA pretty boys. One of those sissy blue shirt boys. Hit it again, Cheryl. I want to hear that guy in the background more. <laughs> hey. hey. Oh, whoop, hang on. Coach Orgeron. Bring Hey, 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 bring your ass on. Bring your ass on, you little sissy blue shirt. We're going to beat you down. His voice uh, beat you down, coach. (laughs) I tell you what, you bring your ass here. Bring your ass here with your sissy blue shirt. Uh, And UCLA put it on the the boys from Baton Rouge, 38 to 27. And uh, watch out for Chip Kelly. Got it rolling there. Uh, 210 rushing yards against LSU. 
as uh, the Tigers go down. They go down in a big way. The best part of the soundbite is the band in the background. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely just drowning out everybody. <laughs> Bring her us here, boy. We're going to beat you down. <laughs> Add a little bit of everything. Uh, man, great to have the fans back. Uh, a lot of fights in the stands. Hey, if you're going to college football games this year, this is just a uh, – sorry to preach, but – Preach? How about uh, don't get in a fist fight? Amen! Now, pass, let me pass around the offering plate. Um <laughs> And, the offering. and like okay here's step one go to the game to have fun enjoy it watch football hang out with your friends family crew whatever um and you don't go there planning to get in the fight say something happens during the game and somebody's testing your buttons do your best to uh to diffuse walk away ignore but don't get in a fist fight like we're fist fighting in every football it's been stadium across the country yeah, I've seen multiple videos, including including the one at ECU App State. We had that one. We had what was the most recent one I saw? Uh, oh, the North, Tech. North Carolina dude went, went into in, an entire student section to get in the fight. Yeah. So, what I are, mean, good lord. What are we? Uh, what are we angry about? Uh, we're we're happy. College we, football's back. We're yeah. We should be. We're excited. in the stands. How we about should, chill out? We should be excited to be able to attend these games. I wouldn't want to get in a fight because I would want to stay in the stadium to watch the game. You have to well, leave the stadium once you get in a fight. Well, unless I'm pretty, you're just, I'm, unless you're done and like you know, screw it. I, I'm pretty sure that there is a level of beverages involved. Yeah. In those Which, types of where situations, they should leave anyway. Yeah. If you can't handle your alcohol, stay home. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not going to happen. Or stay either. in your chair. Uh, let's try to go fist fight free. Can Daddy we just Pickman all Stadium. be friends? Well, that's never going to happen. No. We all hate each other. <laughs> uh, no fist fight Saturday when the uh, the Gamecocks come to town. Let's just try to every if Stay civil. If everybody what does that for themselves, then there will be no fist fight. I agree. If everybody says I'm not getting in a fist fight. There will. There's no possible way there could be a fist fight. Swinging dingers. Thank we, you. We want to compete. We want to be physical, but we want to be civil. Do we not agree? Thank you, Coach Houston and that guy. Uh, that was the head baseball coach at Louisville, the do we not agree uh, there. All right, uh, moving along. Louisville and Ole Miss tonight. Okay, we are nowhere close to that yet. You mentioned Louisville, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Uh, Soundbite number two, Brian Kelly, post game. What do you have to say? had it all. Yeah. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think he lost like 10 commitments after that. <laughs> I am Did not... you see his explana- uh, explanation to that? Okay, so I feel like I brought this up not that far in the past the john mckay line about execution yes where he was asked by a reporter was like what what did you think about the team's execution or the team's yeah and he said i'm for it you know the team (laughs) being executed which was funny comedic timing setup punchline you had it all Mm -hmm. brian kelly now i don't know at what point he decided he was going to do this but this is why the comedy should be left to comedians because, I mean, Shirley, you said it before the show. A lot of the times it's about – it's not even about the words used. It's about the – It's the timing. The setup. 
and the delivery delivery the execution of the joke yes and there was just poor execution timing delivery hit it again game had it all yeah. what did you think of your team's ability to withstand florida state's impressive comeback yeah uh you know i'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight Mm. No. And then he that looks, joke needs no. to be executed. He looks no. around. Wait, no. Now, if she had asked, now if she, if he had delivered the line the same way it was delivered in the, you know, uh, originally. This was uh, forty years. This was in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, it's a forty-year-old joke. But if he delivered it, and if she had asked the question about execution, and he had answered, "I'm in favor of it." That uh, is that's that's the, the perfect delivery for that joke. McKay was asked what he thought about his team's execution after a game, and he said, "I'm in favor of it." Now that is that's the, quick wit, funny. That's awesome. It's timing, it's delivery, it's the sharpness of it. And then Kelly I, Kelly just stumbled all through it. I so I'm on uh, I'm on this side of the road, and a chicken came across to no get, wait 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 there. I was on. Wait, no. So he was over there and I was over here. And yeah, I yeah, asked, yeah. why did that chicken cross the street? <laughs> and the and then it, I'm on the other the other side of the the opposite side. Yeah. And then after the game he goes, It's an old John McKay quote. Oh, he was so like defit like, He goes, I was kidding. I was being tongue in cheek. It wasn't funny. I was making a joke about it. It was taken serious. Are you people crazy? <laughs> hey, you're not funny, Brian Kelly. What was funny? Well, it's not. No. Okay, I can't go there. Brian Kelly's had a checkered past with some things. Yes. And um, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, we won't mention it. But Brian Kelly, I, now if I'm him, I'm going to quadruple down. And after every game, his first line needs to be him trying to recite a joke but telling it poorly i think you just keep going with it now well yeah i mean but that's like that's like some average dude trying to deliver a joke like a like robin williams would yeah you know what i'm saying i mean you have got to be if you're going to deliver that joke you better be right on point or you're gonna fall flat on your face and that's exactly what he did and nobody got it because it, it, it came out funny. of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it came out of nowhere because she didn't ask about the execution per se. No, he brought it up himself. Exactly. You can't make a joke about something you bring up. While it, while Florida State was making that comeback in the fourth quarter, he was like, man, I'm going to nail this joke right after the game. <laughs> it's going to go viral. Everybody's going to think I'm the funniest coach in America. I'm going to drill that. I'm going to nail this thing. I like mean, an assistant the, coach went up to him and said, Coach, we executed that work. And he goes, execute. Oh, I remember that. You remember that? Yes, you remember? yes. I'm going to say that in the post-game interview. This line is going to oh, kill. the views are going to be through the roof. This is going to be great. And he just goes out there Not, and bombs it. On, I mean, uh, on, that's uh, like somebody just straight up getting up on an open mic night. Yeah, open mic night, baby. And telling the worst dad joke there is has ever been. And crickets. Hey, I know a thing or two about bombing on a mic on the air <laughs> so i feel like i should be able to oh, i've done my this. fair share of it too uh poor delivery poor execution on the execution joke by brian kelly but another guy that knows all about execution and knows all about how to deliver a joke who's that was the guy that was the guest on the brian bailey show today oh should this go in our uh, best soundbite segment yes 
this is earlier today i I didn't like this line by donnie it really hit too close to home um he is talking to brian bailey earlier today on the brian bailey show about how the game went what could have gone different i believe and uh let's hear that what he had to say it was a game i think of a lot of lost opportunities now we were playing a good football team i mean I, i think most of these carolina fans are pretty educated and they know that you know i think there's a few you know, there's a few drunk people or a few bad gamblers out there that make you <laughs> understand that we were playing a pretty good football team. Whoa, 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 you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I, I coached in Appalachian. Yeah, I I haven't drank in like eight weeks, Donnie. I feel like he was talking to me personally <laughs> on that cut. Now, I'm still a bad gambler. I'm a really bad gambler because I had ECU in that freaking game. <laughs> That's how bad of a gambler I am, Donnie. I had the Pirates plus the points. I'm a bad gambler. Are you offended? I am. He's well, that's talking, your fault. He's talking directly to me. <laughs> uh, but I am no well, longer... Well, he does know you produce the show. I am no longer a drunk anymore, so glad to say that, at least for now. Although, the way this season's going... <laughs> <laughs> Take notes, Brian Kelly. Take notes. <laughs> I am in favor of drinking alcohol. <laughs> But what a loser. I, I, I may or may not try one later. There's a there's a part in one of the SpongeBob episodes where he goes, Oh brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> oh God. Uh, all I can think all I can think of is uh it's actually a line it you can't find the audio anywhere. But do you, uh, Clip will know exactly who I'm talking about. Do you remember Sharon Baldwin Tenner? That yeah. used to coach here for the women's basketball team. The last coach to take the ECU women to the tournament. Yeah, that is correct. Um, she, I remember a specific game, and I don't know if you actually called this game with me or not. I was not there. You were not there? Okay, she got really upset with the referees about something, and she really wanted to fire her team up. So she decided that she was just going to get herself a technical, just to fire her team up. And so she walks up to the co- uh, to the referee and says something to the referee. Referee throws her out of the game. So after the game, I'm asking, uh, you know, I interview her. And I said, Coach, I said, just off the record, after the interview, I said, what did you say to the referee? Because she is a very, she was very mild-mannered, pretty even-keeled. She, did, she didn't get riled up too much. And, uh, and she's, you know, got that, that deep southern accent. So, I mean, very polite, very nice. And I asked her, I said, what did you say to the referee? She said, I just walked up to him and I said, ref, you suck. Are you just going to suck all day? And uh, that was the first thing that popped in my mind when I saw that Brian Kelly cut was, dude, you suck. Are you just going to suck all day? That's a good way to get ejected from a game. (laughs) (laughs) Chandler's amateur soundboard. Oh, some- brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> We're going to have to get that and put that on our board. Throw tomatoes at him on the field. Like, boo, you suck. Hey, whoa, you guys didn't think I was funny? What's wrong with you people? He was so upset. I'm hilarious. Oh, I guess, uh, I guess we aren't, aren't funny anymore. The funniest people are the ones that tell you they're hilarious. Those are the real <laughs> funny people out there. All right, uh, what else do we have? Um, i tell you what, we got to get to Brian Bailey. So we'll continue on our college football week one recap after we talk to Double B. Let's uh, take a timeout. Brian Bailey joins us on the other side. We'll talk Pirates, some high school, his Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of hilarious, we'll be playing Thursday night against the Buccaneers. Without Zach Martin. Without a very key member of their O-line. 
We will talk about that and more when Brian Bailey joins us on the other side. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. All right, back with you on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll go into the Players' Lounge coming up at 4 o'clock with Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed. We'll talk about the loss to Appalachian State moving forward to South Carolina. We'll do the same with Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens at around 425. Holden Aylers will join Troy D. and I at around 505 and C.J. Johnson later on in our third hour of today's show so we'll hear from the players as uh <clears throat> pirates zero and one heading into a game against south carolina this saturday and we'll talk about that with double b brian bailey who joins us on the fixed nc live line bailey how you doing this afternoon not too bad kind of enjoying the uh holiday monday not too bad all right good deal and uh how did you enjoy well everything but the game on thursday it was a uh, great atmosphere uh it looked like on tv anyway bailey uh there at bank of america stadium hey, it was really it was really awesome i mean it was really you know just to see all the fans in the stands and uh you know being on the sideline to get ready for the game and all the build-up and the hype and and the game didn't go the pirates way you know sometimes you just get beat by a better team and i, I think in reading some of the things and listening to some of the comments I mean, it sounds like you know some of the pirate faithful think they're going to go zero and 12 which they're not but uh, I think they, you know, they did. They got beat by a better team. Appalachian State played really well. They got a lot of experience, and and we all knew, you know, there's a reason that the point spread was what it was. It was started at 14, got down to about nine. Ended and the game ended what 14, 33, 19. So, you know, sometimes those guys know what they're talking about. But uh, I'm excited about the South Carolina game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see Daddy Ficklin with some fans at the stands again. Well, do those guys know what they're talking about this week, making East Carolina a two point favorite, Bailey? We hope so. <laughs> Were you surprised at that number? Yes, I was surprised. I, I really thought, you know, and I, I don't know much about South Carolina. I know they've got a new coach in Shane Beamer. I know they're not expected to do very well in the SEC. Uh, they have SEC type of talent that we talked with Donnie Kirkpatrick about uh, earlier today on my show. But uh, I, I thought South Carolina would come to town probably around a touchdown you know, five to seven point favorite. I, I thought the same. Maybe they do know. Yeah, maybe yeah. they do know what they're talking about. Although I did say I, this, something about it reminds me of a few years ago. ECU loses to North Carolina A and T in the opener, and it's like doom and gloom. North Carolina's going to come here and blow us out, and the opposite happened. East Carolina uh, whipped up on North Carolina that day at Daddy Ficklin Stadium, and. Before I saw the spread, I was like, hey, maybe something like that could happen. I had no idea Vegas was kind of on that same note, uh, thinking that could happen. Well, there's a lot of question marks around South Carolina. You know, is it, At the quarterback position is the main one. Exactly. Who's going to be their quarterback? And is it going to be a, a, a former you know, graduate assistant coach? Or is it going to be you know the guy that they thought was going to be their starter from, you know, from day one? So 
And I think that's a little gamesmanship there that, that you kind of expect. I, I would say the Doty kid's probably going to be the one that starts just the way everything's coming out of South Carolina. But, you know, when you have to prepare for two, it doesn't make your job as defensive coordinator and, and Blake Harrell's job any easier. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, a question we get a lot on the, the fifth quarter, and, and I get, and I'm sure you get too. It's, and the backup quarterback's the most popular player on the team when the team isn't winning, and East Carolina just 0-1 this year. But you get a lot of, okay, when when do we get to see Mason Garcia? When, when, when will we see him in action? What is Holt Naylor's leash like? And I, I just keep saying the way the coaches – we're seemingly reluctant to put Mason Garcia as the backup quarterback tells me that they're still not ready to give him the reins of this team, this offense yet. And Holt Naylor's is by far the their best option to win football games at quarterback. As you, uh, you know, have been somewhat close to the program. I mean, is that kind of the feeling you get that they're just not ready to – that clearly Holton's the guy – they think gives them the best chance to win, and Garcia just isn't really close to, to being that yet? I think Mason Garcia has all the tools to be an outstanding quarterback. I think that, that what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from, from folks is that, you know, sometimes it takes a while for the light to come on as far as reading defenses and the game slowing down. And we saw the Navy game last year where, you know, in talking to some of the coaches, there were receivers wide open left and right, but Mason just didn't see him because he doesn't have that experience. Now, you know, the question is, how long do you wait before you start giving him some of that experience? Right. What I can tell, you know, it practices and in scrimmages that he still doesn't have a real good grasp of what's going on as far as, as receivers, you know, reading defenses, what to call, and that, you know, that Holton does. I mean, you know, I, I think in talking to Donnie today, he explained a couple of different things. And, and you know, it's funny because Donnie said that, that he heard somebody say that the, the score turned out to be closer than the game really was. And I'm, I'm one of those that said that. Because I thought that the game was closer to thirty-three to nine than it was thirty. Well, I did too, just because if App State wanted to, they probably could have tagged on a couple more scores there. Right, but when he said that, then he kind of explained, you know, well, this play and this play and that play. And, yeah, and there were some, you know, there were some plays. Oh, the Pirates had two touchdowns wiped off the board, Bailey. So I mean, I mean, and that, and you can't you can't have that happen against you can't have that happen and win a game against a team that's probably better than you are. And that's and that's just the bottom line. I mean, you can't you can have that happen if you're playing, you know, Temple, you know, you know, when, like last year when Temple was, wasn't very good, and they've had good years. But I mean, you've got to have you've got to be playing a team that, that you can manhandle for that to happen and, and not lose the game. And if you're playing someone that's marked, you know, it's better than you are, you can't have that happen. Bailey uh, will be with us before the game Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and. Uh, also uh do a video component for us and in his first one uh it was it was cool to see brian bailey creeping around uh bank of america stadium and bailey i told you today when you hit that that tunnel and walked on the field i love that first sight of a field and you might want to cover your ears for a moment but as a kid when my dad would take me to redskins games and i'd get that first glimpse of rfk stadium with the paint and the seats and everything like it was just breathtaking it was uh one of the most uh gorgeous sights my eyes have ever seen and uh and i don't know it just feels like football when uh, you walk through that tunnel and saw that the turf and the paint and the stadium and everything uh so i enjoyed week one's video we'll see what we get week two yeah we don't know what we're gonna get in week two <laughs> but i'll tell you i'll tell you i agree with you on, on part of that is that i can remember as a kid going to a tide or a tides game 
and just walking up, you know, to, to where the, the seating was and, and just looking around the field and just thinking like, man, this is awesome. Just, you know, you walk out and the lights are on and, and everything like that. I can remember going, you know, basketball games and the same feeling coming yeah. up. And, and I really didn't, I really didn't think I was creating that when we did the video. I was just kind of walking through and then showing, you know, everybody where everything was. And, and then, you know, for you to say that means a lot because actually maybe that video turned out better than I thought it did, but it was, it was, it was really cool being there because that's, we, we drove up and we had a, a parking pass that got us right by the gate. So literally we weren't a hundred yards from where we parked walking on the field, which was really cool. Get to NFL in a moment, Bailey. Uh, well, what's going on right now in high school football? It's, uh, it's like a mess uh, going on, right? Man, let me tell you. And I just I started working on uh, week four last night, and I started writing games down. And I thought, you know, I've wasted so much time in the first three weeks that I think I'm just going to wait until about Wednesday to really start concentrating because so many games have been, you know, canceled to COVID or postponed for COVID or moved around. And it's just been, it's really, it's really been something. It's, it's, it's almost like last year when we didn't play football, how I thought it was going to be last year if we had played football. Yeah. And last year I expected it. This year I didn't expect it, but that's how it's been so far. And it's just, it's just you know, you just don't <clears throat> from one day. You don't know, when you wake up on Friday morning, usually our schedule set, the script is written, everything's ready to go except filling in the blocks of the videos for each game that everybody goes out and shoots. But but now it's like you have to go to work Friday and find out you know this this team's not playing. A great example last week we had a guy going to go to East Carteret and West Carteret. And the East Carteret game got canceled on Thursday and the West Carteret game got canceled on Friday. Yeah, and we were all set to go with the high school huddle with Morgan Aylers on Friday and a Conley game on Friday, and I believe it was friday it was either thursday night or friday when we found out it was thursday uh, that that game wasn't going to go on so hopefully this week we'll have high school football back on our airwaves chandler did y'all have a game whiteville y'all win all right whiteville uh won last week for those that uh are wondering so uh we'll so hopefully a touchdown friday uh to watch friday night uh bailey will be covering the pirates on saturday on thursday he'll be yelling at his tv as his dallas cowboys take on the defending super bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bailey, what's your uh, Cowboys outlook this season? Well, you know, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. But <laughs> I do think, I did think that they had a chance in this game. And then when Zach Martin went out with, with COVID, you know, he's their starting guard. And he's really, really, he's a really good. I told you earlier, Ezekiel Elliott came out and said, hey, he's our best player on offense. You know, he looked right past Zach and said, Zach Martin is the best we've got on the offensive side of the football. So that's going to hurt them. I mean, whether or not it's going to lose the game for them, I don't know. The only hope, and I talked about this last week, Appalachian State beats Carolina. I mean, Dallas got to hope that Tampa Bay comes out with a little Super Bowl hangover. And then maybe, you know, they, they're kind of just enjoying life as a Super Bowl champion. And you know, But the Cowboys really aren't known for defense, obviously, so they can't smack them in the mouth. But, you know, I think they'll be better defensively. But, I'm not expecting a true miracle, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Well, it sounds like you got Washington repeating in the NFC East after hearing all that. No, I, I don't. I, I don't think – although I did hear Mike Greenberg gave a great uh, analysis of why Washington should be the favorite. Yeah. And I, I, that, that made me feel worse about the team somehow. <laughs> he went off and on, you know, on and on about how good they were going to be and – so. I tell you what, I don't get a lot of Saturdays off, Bailey. I was locked in from noon till after midnight on Saturday, and it got me fired up for this Sunday, just wall-to-wall uh, NFL. It's uh, 
that to me is like uh is like christmas even more so than college football saturdays since those are uh kind of work related for me i, I thought the same thing and saturday was fun we, we went out a couple places and watched some games and went to dinner and stuff came out watched the georgia clemson game a lot of offense in that game wasn't it? yeah that was uh you know it is kind of funny i, I watched the Penn State and Wisconsin game. Penn State had 43 yards at halftime. It was like the ugliest game ever. But then, for some reason, when Clemson and Georgia play the same game, it's more exciting than when Big Ten teams do it. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great game. It was fun to watch, even though it was you know what was ten three to final. Yeah, ten to three. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and in the Notre Dame Florida State game last night, you know, I'll admit now I fell asleep early in the second half and woke up in overtime and watch the end of it but uh no i watched the uh the comeback i did see the touchdown that they uh when they tied what a great story that was that was fun to watch yeah uh florida state almost got that win the acc needed it was a uh, rough weekend for the acc bailey and might uh cap it off with a rough one tonight louisville uh trying to beat old miss old miss pretty big favorites in that one but north carolina uh clemson going down those were looked to be uh the best teams there in the acc this year I mean, Virginia Tech really just outplayed North Carolina. Yeah. They, you know, and sometimes, like I said, I thought Appalachian State was a little better than East Carolina. With, you know, the better team won. You know, North Carolina, I thought, was the better team. But Virginia Tech just outplayed them in that game. And they had the home crowd behind them. And uh, they really played a, a solid football game. I had a chance, because of our high school schedule was so screwed up, I had a chance to watch most of that game, trying to get everything together for touchdown Friday. And this past week, we had more – yeah, we had as much college football and touchdown Friday as we did high school football, so it was a little different. Ain't it great to be talking football, Bailey, no matter the results? The best. Oh, it's the best. I mean, it's you know, win or lose, when you get to watch your favorite team play, and then you get to and you know analyze the next week, and yeah, it's just I'm looking forward to watching all the games, and there's so many you know players that you like to watch, and you know Sundays are just. Uh, the day this to sit around and watch football by golly that's what we're gonna do i cannot wait uh for this sunday uh as the uh my team's got a good one against the uh chargers a lot of people think the chargers are uh who do you got who, who's your super bowl this year bailey i'll be rooting for Don't, the chargers this week I know. I know you will don't say uh bucks chiefs who 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 else uh who would you have if it's not them two you know it, it's it, i watched you know some of the you know people predicting things and stuff and i I like. I mean, I, I do like the Chiefs in the AFC, but in the NFC, I just think it's it's going to be one of those teams that just gets hot and and runs through the playoffs, and and maybe they have a star on the helmet. Who knows? God, no. great non-answer there. You didn't give me anything except your Cowboys. Give me anything at all? No, I, I I don't I don't see it coming from the NFC East. Obviously, nah. Um, you know, the Packers have so many internal issues. It seems, but then they. they Right now, they're acting like they've got everything straight. You could say any team from the West, and I wouldn't really bat an eye. I'm going to say the Rams are, are my team this year. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a that's a good. The 49ers are going to be even better, I think. Um, yeah, it, it's. I just think it's impossible to tell. It used to be, like when I was a kid, you could almost pick out you know the two teams, and you'd get one of them right. But these days... Yeah, and even going back to uh, to when I was a kid in the '90s, it was uh, Niners and then Cowboys and then Packers. Like everybody had their run, their little mini dynasty. And now it, it it's so year to year, and that's what makes it fun, though. That's what everybody's got a shot at this thing. And, and Tampa Bay last year, you know, when they were getting started, and then they lost their first game, and and I, and, I, and I was one of those that well, they're not, they're not that good, and I, and I really didn't think they were that good, and. 
what your Washington football team probably played the best game in the playoffs against them, didn't it? They had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to tie it, send it into OT, and uh, came up a little short. Old Dominion boy, right <laughs> quarterback position. Heck, we might see him sooner rather than later, the way Fitzpatrick plays. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, Old Dominion, man. They, uh, yeah. They're on tough yeah. times, Bailey. Yeah, it was, it was bad. You need to go give them a locker room talk or something. We need the Pirates to get them on the schedule again. <laughs> hey, we got them coming up. I looked it up Friday night, man. We got – I think we signed ODU. Were you involved in that? We got them on like a lifetime deal. Brian Bailey Bowl. Ready. <laughs> in 2031, we got them signed up for a game. Bailey, enjoyed it, man. Uh, for folks that missed the Brian Bailey show, always a fun hour with Donnie Kirkpatrick. You can hear that coming up at 6 o'clock. Great show. And uh, we'll talk to you later on this week, Bailey. Sounds good. We'll see you. Thank you, man. There's Double B, Brian Bailey, joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. We'll take a timeout, come back, and have more for you. Wrap up hour number one when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, we'll wrap up hour number one. Coming up in hour two, Rajay Harris, Tyler Sneed at 4 o'clock. Xavier Smith, Bruce Bivens at around 425. So stick around for that. Holden Naylor, CJ Johnson coming up in hour three of today's show as part of our Pirate Radio Players Lounge on a Monday. Let's uh, let me hit the rest of the college football week one recaps. We last left you at Brian Kelly's uh, poor joke delivery after Notre Dame's win over Florida State. Uh, let's look at the championship contenders. We already talked about Oklahoma, and they really had to uh, to do all they could to hold off Tulane from a massive upset on Saturday. But Oklahoma gets the win. Ohio State kind of played with their food um a little bit on thursday night but were able to win 45 to 31 big second half as uh they were actually trailing at halftime in that game at minnesota 14 to 10 but they rolled up 35 in the second half they won it 41 to 35 over the gophers and then your other uh championship contenders two of them faced off in charlotte bailey talked about it a moment ago a defensive struggle as georgia just controlled the lines of scrimmage and were able to smother Clemson. Uh, give Clemson credit, too. Their defense, they didn't allow an offensive touchdown. It all came down to a pick six. That was the difference as Georgia beat Clemson in the Dukes-Mayo Classic uh, Part 2 on Saturday night. So Georgia with a big win there. For Clemson, do they still have a shot to make a playoff I mean, I, I say, yeah, I think they can run through uh, all the rest of their games and still have themselves in a position to get to a playoff, depending on what happens. Like if Oklahoma, Georgia, so let's say Georgia runs the table and so does Alabama, and they play in the SEC championship, the loser of that game is still top four, right? Or yeah. am I wrong? 
Do we not agree? Two undefeated teams, Alabama, Georgia, play each other. The loser probably still goes to the playoffs. That That's what I'm saying. That Georgia front the other night was just unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback for Clemson, I still am trying to learn his name. DJ. Uh, yeah, I'll just go with DJ. He was under pressure, it seemed like, all night. And, uh, yeah, the most exciting play of that uh, of that game was the pick six and really was the only score uh, of the night. for. The, but that if you're a defensive person, if you're a defensive guy and, and you love defense, that was the game for you because it was nonstop all night. But uh, it was a good game, but, you know, I'd rather see those fireworks. Here's a nightmare scenario for Luke Fickle. Alabama – georgia are in they both go undefeated during the regular season and because i don't think they play each other during the regular season and the loser still goes to the uh playoff oklahoma goes undefeated they go to the playoff you got one lost clemson versus undefeated cincinnati who goes in one lost clemson life ain't fair but there is a scenario i see playing out uh here week one even if cincinnati beats Notre Dame, beats Indiana, rolls the American, and uh, they still could get left out at the end of the year. All right, and now uh, for the remainder of the weekend, a couple other notes. Oh, Skip Holtz, big lead against Mississippi State, and they blow it. And Mississippi State, Mike Leach and company, come out with a win in Starkville as Skip and uh, Tech blow it, blew a huge fourth-quarter lead. I think they at one point had scored like 30-some unanswered points, and then they give up uh, 20-some unanswered points. It was a a weird game, but uh, in the end, it was Mississippi State winning 35-34, to outscoring Louisiana Tech 21-3 to in uh, the fourth quarter. Also, uh, we saw Friday night. How about the Madhouse at Lane Stadium? Uh, Virginia Tech fans were rocking. Inner Sandman. And, man, uh, they knock off North Carolina in a defensive struggle as Sam Howell's Heisman uh, hopes took a shot to get hit there on Friday. I really like your tweet of enter old man. That was a good tweet. That that was good. That was was a good tweet. And uh, how about our old friends in Connecticut, UConn? Oh. They lose. Randy the, Edsel said, "I am done." <laughs> they lost to Holy Cross. Holy Cross. Holy Cross. On Saturday, Randy Edsel says, "I'm stepping down after the season. He's out of there." Did you see the clip of one of their coaches on the sidelines? He was doing the speech. He had the players huddled around him. This is when they were down by ten in the fourth quarter, and he's barking out instructions. Says something. He's like, "All right, everybody, puts and, the hand and up." Nobody did. Huskies on three. One, two, three. Nobody moved. It is a perfect picture, a perfect video of what's going on right now in UConn. The fans don't care. Uh, the players don't care. I don't know how much Randy Edsel cares anymore. He still gets his bonuses for bogus incentives he's got in his contract. So he's doing well. Nobody cares. They are ready for basketball season with Danny Hurley uh, now that they're back in the Big East. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Um, part one of our players lounge Raji harris east carolina running back and tyler sneed ecu wide receiver will join me that's on the way when we return on pirate radio live here on a monday we're back with you after this
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty. Time to go inside the Players Lounge. Coming up later on in this hour, we'll hear from Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens at Five o'clock, Troy D and I will talk to ECU quarterback Holden Aylers at 5.30. C.J. Johnson, Pirate wide receiver, will join us. But right now, you'll hear my uh, interview with Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed. Had them inside the Pirate Radio studios earlier this afternoon, and here's how that sounded. All right, in the studio now with Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed. East Carolina coming off a season-opening loss to Appalachian State. Got South Carolina coming up this Saturday at noon. Guys, good to see you again. How you guys doing? Hey, great, man. Great. Great, great. Welcome back to the studio. And uh, we'll start with just your uh, your overall thoughts on Thursday night. Ran into a good team. Uh, hung with them for a while, but uh, but came up short. So, Rajay, uh, what – I don't know what what did you think about the season opener as a whole? Uh, you know, I was very excited. You know, um, this year is kind of like my freshman year all over again. You know, with fans, so was very excited to see fans out there. But um, you know, we played against a good App State team, so we knew that one was going in going into it. But you know, we just got to finish. Tyler, you're a marked man now. Uh, defenses are going to be keying in on you. Did you notice that uh, from game one Thursday night? A, a little bit, you know, they they switched up what, what we were used to seeing a little bit, uh, just little tweaks and stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's still my job to get open and uh, try and get the ball. So I'll do a better job going in this week. Kind of joking here, Tyler. You're on pace to to set some records here at East Carolina, but Raja, you had the same amount of catches and more receiving yards than Tyler Sneed. So you uh, you might want to frame this box score and use it on Tyler yeah, in the future. Man, yeah. <laughs> he's dual threat, man. He's dual threat. Well, that was one of the big positives. Obviously, Keaton had the long catch and run for a touchdown. But, Rajay, your four catches, 56 yards, getting you guys involved out of the backfield, that, that was a, uh, certainly a pleasant sight there on Thursday night. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, every day we do pat and go, which is uh, routes, basically routes on air. And, uh, you know, I take advantage of it every day because I want to be a versatile back, not just a back that can just run out of the backfield, but catch out of the backfield and everything. Eight carries for you, four for Keaton. I didn't realize that. I mean, I watched the game. I didn't realize until we got a call after the game that that number is pretty low. Is that just kind of a game flow thing? Like, when you look at the box score and you say, man, only eight carries, that's kind of a weird <laughs> feeling, right? Yeah, it didn't feel like it. You know, um, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, uh, the coaches got to do what they got to do, you know. We just thought that we, the passing game was there, better than the run, so we just had to keep it going. And Tyler, that four catches for you, uh, a, a pretty low number, but especially the 27-yard, something that you, Holton, Donnie K, Mike Houston, all going to get together and work on. What, what what did they do specifically to take you and, I guess, CJ out of the game as well with, with just three catches for him? Yeah, you know um... – they, I think, I think they they blitzed a lot, uh, which made the quick game. Uh, we had to get the ball out quick, and you know, they they did a good job of putting in different coverages. You know, trapping some guys. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, they had a good scheme. You know, they're a good football team. Uh, but like I said, you know, I just I got to do a better job of getting open uh, and recognizing that earlier, uh, so I can get the ball. 
as fans, as viewers of the game, like I'm a Washington fan, I still think back to plays from like 2001 where we could have <laughs> done this and gone to the playoffs. As players, you have to get over it so fast. And I'm wondering, how do you do that after a Ehlers run that sets up first and goal that gets called back? How do you do that after a Hail Mary that gets called an, an interception? You guys have to snap out of it so quick. Tyler, is that difficult to do? You have to do it, but how difficult is it? When you're out there on the field, obviously you see the flag and it's like, man. Uh, but, you know, it's always that next play mentality. So, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it after that. It's more, you know, you get over it there quick. But after the game, you look back on it. That's when it's more like, man, like, give me 24 hours to let it digest, stuff like that. And then, you know get past that. Roger, I'm sure you've had a run or two where you broke it off, talking <laughs> a little junk, look back and see a flag, and like, yeah. man. Uh, but we saw that a few times the other night, and, and how about for you? How tough is that to, to move on quickly? Yeah, I mean, like Tyler said, you know, after the game, you think about it more. You know, when you're in the game, it's just like short-term, short-term memory. So, um, you know, just like he said, it's just after the game, it's just on your mind. Do you guys feel like uh, the things that went bad Thursday night are, are fixable problems? I mean, how much have you watched of the film and, 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 you know, can move forward on that? I still believe that we beat ourselves. You know, it was too many mistakes against a good team. You can't you can't have too many mistakes versus an App State or a Sacramento team. It's just, you can't. And, Tyler, you said something earlier. They were doing different things than you saw on film. Uh, what's that chess match like in a game when – you, you go back to the sidelines and say, hey, they're not doing what we saw. Now now we have to adjust. What's that like? Yeah, you know, it's, it's our job to go on the sideline after we see that and, and tell the coaches. Uh, trying to, I mean, you always got to adjust, whether it be the middle of the game. You know, what you see on film can always be different than what they actually do. Um, especially you have a guy like CJ, you know, different different threats in there. So, you know, they, they did have a good scheme for us. Um, we knew they were going to trap. Uh, but they they did at times where, you know, it was just smart football. So, you know, we got to get past that. We got to adjust. So uh, my Saturdays when you guys play, I, I do a four-hour pregame show leading up to y'all's game. I do the call-in show after the game. So I got the TV on. I'm able to watch football. But having a Saturday off, I watched – in my chair, you know, from noon to after midnight, college football. How about you guys with, with a Saturday with no football? Did you get away from it, or did you guys watch football? I was relaxing at first. I had watched the Bama and Miami game, yeah. and I watched the Clemson the Clemson game, and I was just like, man. <laughs> we, we so you watched a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man. I was just, you know, trying to just not stress about the game as much. Yeah. You know, watch film in between the games, halftime. And just, you know, get away from the app game and just release my mind. Tyler, how about you? Yeah, no, it, that game's still in my mind, but <laughs> I, I did watch football all day. You know, that's probably the only Saturday we'll get to do that. Right. So, yeah, I watched Oklahoma, Tulane, Bama, Miami, all those games, Clemson, Georgia. So, you know, it was it was a good day for me. Roger, you talk about watching film. Is that something you can now do, like on your own at your apartment or whatever? You, you how do you get, go about yeah, watching? Yeah, I got film? um, I got the app on my phone. You know, all my free time, you know, I'm just laying around, sitting around. I just pull my phone out, watch film, try to get the ups on my on an opponent. 
Uh, Rajay, we saw you talking uh, a little bit. The cameras called you talking to some App State guys. Not, maybe not as much as CJ does, but well, how you know what's that part of the game like? Is that something to kind of fire you up? Is that about you know having fun on the field? How much talking do you do as a running back? Uh, you know, I like to have fun. Yeah. You know, when when I find a defense mad, I like to like say little slick things at them to throw them off their game. Because once you start talking to me and you know worrying about me, you're not worrying about your assignment. So you know, you know, you got to say a little little something, something every now and then. How about you, Tyler? Are you talking to the DBs, linebackers? Uh, sometimes. So, <laughs> I like to talk. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, look, yeah. All in good fun, right? Make it, make it quick. I don't... Yeah, you gotta make Nobody it notices when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want the refs to hear probably, too, yeah, right? Nah, You're trying nah, to be nah. sneaky about it. Uh, Tyler, I didn't get a chance to talk to you leading up to the season. I do want to go back to your debut. I was in the press box, and they give us these giant cards with names and numbers like the roster and everything on it and you were out there catching balls and your name literally was not on ecu's roster i didn't and i was tweeting about who the hell is this dude out here and the only person that responded was brandon simmons former ecu running back yeah. who knew you from high school yes, sir. and he was like that's tyler sneed i was like who's tyler sneed um you know can you take us back to that day and like leading up to that day did you know that game in particular was like going to be your moment to make some plays well, they had uh, they had told me I've been on the scout team for basically the whole season, and uh, you know I think there were some injuries that year, and so they told me, you know I, I need to learn the plays for this week. Like we're gonna see how practice goes, and I had I had a pretty good week of practice. So then leading up to the game, like going to the hotel, uh, receivers coach Coach Gaither at the time had told me like yeah like you can get some some playing time in there. You know I didn't, I didn't know how much to believe it, but. Uh, no, he said I, I really was, and so you know I went in there and I just I just tried to do my best, and uh, yeah. I think you did. I, and, and since then you've been in every single game. I mean, you made the, the most <laughs> your opportunity, and uh, and Rajay, we can say similarly uh, the same about you. Although we knew at least a little bit about you <laughs> heading into the season opener last year, but with guys like Penix and Hayden and. Even, you know, Mooney, I think, was the leading rusher the previous year. We didn't know a lot about you and Keaton, and kind of a similar story. You got the ball and took advantage of your opportunity. That's exactly what I did. You know, going into that week, I really didn't know how much I was going to play. You know, I was just, you know, I, was, I really started doubting myself, you know, what, what I shouldn't have did. But uh, I started doubting myself until the game started, and I was just like, man, I'm here. I got to take the most of my opportunity. So I got in. Um, it was like the second drive. Uh, I got in, and I started feeling good, like I, I can do this. So I started putting faith into myself, and then I struck out, and I was just like, I'm here for a reason. Tyler, you've seen Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, maybe not at its full best, but mm-hmm. you know, with a great atmosphere, with fans, the Purple A's. How do you describe that? Because uh, Raji's going to be seeing it for the first time on Saturday. I, I think he's just got to see it for himself. You know, I, I can't really describe it, you know, it's better than what I would describe it as. Uh, you know, UNC my freshman year, that was a pretty oh, bad yeah. game. But, uh, no, I mean, I, this one's supposed to be – supposed to have a lot of people. This might be the most I've seen, so I'm excited for it. You guys have uh, South Carolina on the clock. They had an impressive win to start their season uh, against Eastern Illinois. So uh, how much have you dove into them, Rajay? And, and I guess this one's got a little special meaning for you, right? <laughs> yeah, special. You know, man, Sneed was just talking about it out there. Uh, I know a couple guys, you know, about 10, 12 guys on the team. So, um, you know, I know a lot of the staff as well. Um, you know, just growing up in South Carolina, you know, either South Carolina or Clemson is your team. So. Now, who's yours? 
Yeah, I, I was a Sacramento fan. <laughs> I was a Sacramento fan, but um, I've been watching film a lot lately, especially on Sacramento, because I'm trying to lead the App State in the past, but I'm just ready for another opportunity. So I guess you grew up, uh, what, during the Spurrier days when they were winning games? Yeah, or who was Marcus Lattimore. And, yeah. Yeah. People like that. Good teams there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyler, what did you see uh, from their defense in their victory? I mean, they shut out Eastern Illinois. Yeah, no, they, they look good. Uh, they did have a shutout. Uh, their defense, uh, they're good. SEC team, but, you know, we're, we're excited for it. Uh, it's another opportunity, like he said, just one week at a time. You got to flush last week and move forward to this week and – you know, we're looking forward to it on Saturday. Sounds like you guys have done this, but is it difficult to – I mean, you put in all that work starting with, I guess, what, winter workouts into to spring ball, into fall camp, and to lose the opener. But that's one of 12, potentially one of 13 or 14, depending on how many you win. Is that Can you put that behind you and say, man, all our goals are, are still out there in front of us, Raja? Um, you know, going into the winter workouts, we all had a plan. You know, we all still have the bowl game in mind. Like, nobody's undoubted. Like, everybody's more motivated than ever, actually. Yeah. You know, we took that one L, and we're not looking to lose no more. So, this week is going to be a big week for us. Tyler, you, you agree with that? You're kind of re-motivated, maybe even motivated even more? Yeah, you know, it, after the game, 24-hour rule, what some people call it. But, uh, you know, that's your 24 hours to get over it, kind of. And, uh when that's up, you just look forward to next week, which is what we're doing now. Um, and like you said, we have 12, 13, 14 games, hopefully. So, uh, you know, that's just one. So now we got to move forward from that. How unique are different defenses that you face? Like, is App State completely different than South Carolina? Is it anything similar? Are you guys having to install new stuff this week? You know, how similar and different is it week to week? Uh, you're going to always have to install new, new things for different teams, but it's not – it's not that much different, you know. We don't see in a lot of defenses, but they're 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 all not alike, but very similar. And Tyler, you do have game film from South Carolina game one, which is important. Kind of tough to judge a team when they have a new coaching staff, right? Like right. Shane Beamer coming in, right? No, you know it's like he said. You know it, they're not completely different, but they're not the same either. You know every every team might run different, have little tweaks in it, uh, and obviously there's different players, so. You know, the players can have a play a big role in those. And, uh, you know, South Carolina's got a lot of good players. So I'm excited for this Saturday. Uh, NFL week one coming up, guys. I don't know how much you're going to be able to watch it or follow it, but uh, who are your teams, Rajay? We'll start with you. Uh, <laughs> you have a team or are you yeah, more of a. I actually do. I like the 49ers. You know, I was a big hmm. Gore fan, a uh, big cap. They got a shot this year. Yeah, we got to get the quarterback right. Shout out to Debo, man, from the city. <laughs> oh, that's right. Debo yeah. Samuel is uh, South Carolina. Uh, are you, a, you Trey Lance or Jimmy G? You got to be Lance, right? I like Lance. I ain't going to lie. I like Lance. Uh, Jimmy G just had to step up, really. <laughs> and, uh, I like Lance going into the season. Sneed, who's your uh, squad? You said you like Washington. I, I'm a Cowboys Cowboy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dak, man. Cowboys. Thursday Dak. night against the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Prime time. Yeah. Maybe you guys can, uh, can be the champions <laughs> like we were last year in every, the NFC East. Every year, that's what we think. So, <laughs> <laughs> How about them Cowboys? So yeah. you and Mike Houston have a lot of talk. I, Donnie Kay's a Washington fan like me. Oh, man. So, yeah. They, that. Maybe that's why you only got that. four <laughs> catches the other night. No, no, no. Cowboys uh, and Bucks coming up Thursday night. We'll have that one here for you on Pirate Radio. Our pregame coverage begins 8 a.m. Saturday morning. What's that uh, – that 7.30 kickoff, you got a lot of time to waste that day. How about a noon kickoff? Uh, what's your what's your day like on Saturday? 
When's it begin? Early morning. 6 a.m. Mm. Early yeah. mornings, yeah. It's, yeah, you be tired, right? I like those better, though. I don't, I, I, like, the night games, you in high school, you see them, you're like, man, they're playing under the lights, but waiting all day. Yeah, uh, the play, yeah. yeah. It's different now that you're actually, like, in it. But, uh, no, I, I like waking up early and getting straight to it. Good deal. Well, you guys will be doing that on Saturday against South Carolina. Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed joining us here today inside the Players' Lounge. Uh, guys, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate it, sir. Appreciate you. There is East Carolina running back Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed inside the Players' Lounge. Had a chance to talk to those guys earlier today as they try to get past uh, the Week 1 loss and look ahead to South Carolina. This is an important game for Rajay Harris as he uh, grew up in South Carolina, a Gamecocks fan and overlooked by the Gamecocks. We've seen these stories before. He'll now try to run on the Gamecocks coming up on Saturday. Troy D here in the Pirate Radio studios. And uh, good to catch up with those guys. And you're not going to see many games where Rajay Harris has as many catches and more receiving yards than Tyler Sneed. Yeah. We saw that on Thursday. Kind of an anomaly, you would think. But anything's possible. But it was definitely <clears throat> a... Uh, stat i would not have predicted yeah we'll uh we'll see sneed i would think more involved in the game coming up this saturday against the gamecocks all right let's get a break in we'll come back and we will hear from a couple of pirate linebackers xavier smith and bruce bivens get their thoughts on the week one loss and look ahead to south carolina that's on the way when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, rolling right along on a Monday. Just heard from Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed. Uh, still upbeat that they can turn this thing around. Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith uh, also thinking there are brighter days ahead but you can tell uh when i talked to those guys earlier they were uh they were still upset about losing that season opener to appalachian state and uh let's hear that conversation right now xavier smith and bruce bivens dropped by the pirate radio studios earlier this afternoon and here's that chat here inside the pirate radio studios in the players lounge with a couple of pirate linebackers bruce bivens and xavier smith pirates coming off a 33 to 19 loss to appalachian state south carolina on the clock Saturday at noon. Guys, welcome back. How you doing today? Doing good. Good to be back. Bruce? I'm doing fine. You guys, uh, not your chipper selves that we saw in the preseason. Still a little upset about what happened the other night? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. We got to correct some things uh, defensively. You know, I know I can do some things better, so we just got to keep working. All right. I feel the same way. I mean, it's obviously some things that I can do better, too, to, you know, help the unit out. And hopefully we come out victorious. Fans and viewers, it takes us a while to get over stuff. Like, I still think back to 
Washington plays that happened in 2005 in a playoff game. We could have yeah. won. Like, players, you guys have to get over it so fast. Like, how difficult is that to do? Like, play to play, but also game to game, week to week. How fast, how quickly do you got to move on to the next one? I mean, it's important to move on as soon as, like, something bad happens because it's in the past. There's nothing we can do about it. So, me personally, I just try to let it stay there, you know, it's not about forget about it, like learn your lessons and like just move on, like control what you can control. There's nothing you can do about it now. You just got to make the corrections and come ready to play better next week. Yeah, that's a good point, Bruce. You got to you gotta move on, but also you have to look back and see what you can improve on, right? So is that part of getting in the film room and everything? Right. I, I, I feel like, you know, like you know the saying, life goes on like that, like that you can kind of use that in football too because like it's like okay yeah we took a loss but we could use it as motivation um whatever we need to do like the little things to fix that to help us come out victorious next time so yeah i i, I kind of use it as motivation and i'm pretty sure our team is doing the same thing doing the same thing let's talk about uh what went right on uh on thursday night and i know in particular coming out of the locker room you guys had just had that call go against you that hail mary that would have got you right back in the game defense takes the field gets a stop immediately gives the ball back to the offense so you guys were, were still into it uh there in the second half and despite some calls and things going against you you were still you know in that ball game yeah i mean they're a good football team but we're a good football team too so like we can be mad because we faced a good opponent it's not like we place like place like a like a, not a, yeah. a bad team but like we played a team that's gonna win a lot of games this year so like and their experience bunch. So we just, like I said, we just got to make the corrections we have. It's the first game. The biggest improvement is from the first to the second game. So we just got to go back and keep working, keep grinding. Right. That's the only thing we can do. I mean, yes, like Xavier said, they were they were a great opponent, um, and they did capitalize on some of some of our mistakes and some calls did go against us. But like, like we got to put it in the rearview mirror and look forward. So, Xavier, uh, how much time did you spend? Uh, End and linebacker, you know, what was the ratio like for you on Thursday? Um, I played mostly rush that game. I did have a few snaps at linebacker, but I think, like, the game plan was more for me to stay at rush primarily that game, and that's just how it played out. Are you you're comfortable either way at this point? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. And uh, and Bruce personally, you know, what did what did you do well? What did you need to uh, to do better from Thursday night? What did you see from your tape? I mean, just fixing little details like far my linebacker play, um, like the like the simple stuff, first steps and stuff in that nature. I mean, that, that's pretty much it for me. We talked to uh, Tyler and Rajay, and they said that their defense was doing some things they had not seen on film previously. Uh, to to get it ready for that game. How about App State's offense? Did they do anything different than what you had seen, or did they just execute what they do well? I mean, I feel like they just—they're a good football team. They executed, you know, what they did well. Yeah. You know, they—they're they're a well-coached bunch, and I mean, and we we played against a well-coached team. So I mean, that that like we just gotta we just gotta work on us pretty much. I mean, it's not too much we could do now, but we just gotta work on us. Yeah, just like going off of what he said, um, they are a great opponent, but at the same time, we left plays on the field. There's some things defensively we could have did better to position the team in a better situation. Um, I know we have to, like, I don't know. Like, it's tough, like, looking back and then, like, seeing, like, the little things that could have made a big difference in the ball game. 
Like if you just take the first right step right here, how the play could have been different if you would have just like fit your right gap, how it could have been a sack or things like that. So we just got to focus on the little things, the execution standpoint, because when we play the good teams, we got a hard schedule this year. And like the good teams are going to capitalize off your mistakes. So you have to try to minimize those as much as possible, make the team actually beat you and not you beat yourself. I'm talking to Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Bruce, how tough is it when you take on a team that goes with tempo and, and you got to be ready to go right when the previous play ends? And that's something that uh, you're going to see probably a lot of uh, this season. I mean, it's not it's not nothing that like I can't handle or, or any of my teammates can handle. I mean, we just got to embrace the challenge and you know just carry on with it. Uh, South Carolina coming to town. What uh, and you, the Shane Beamer is being a little bit coy with who's going to be a starting quarterback. So uh, you guys maybe won't know until the end of the week. But how much does that matter? I mean, you, your base defense going to stay the same, right? No matter who the uh, the quarterback is. Yeah, I mean that doesn't play. Like obviously we care who plays, but our fundamentals don't change. You know the game plan doesn't change. Uh, do what we have to do. Do what we're coached to do. Fundamentally sound. You know execute. Play as together play as a unit you know communication is key and like when all those are clicking now i feel like it doesn't really matter who's in the game if you're doing your job right like he said we just got to focus on us i mean yeah they having quarterback problems or they trying to figure out who their quarterback is but we're we're just going to focus on us and do what we have to do to make sure everything is clicking on all cylinders they rolled up uh 46 on eastern illinois this kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about you guys played a a potential top 25 team they played a team that um is certainly not the caliber of app state so how much do you take away from their first game and and what south carolina was able to do i mean we are really going to watch the film today i haven't really watched much film as much as right now i'm just like getting my body back you know getting mentally right preparing for this week um so we haven't really uh dive that deep into their game plan i know the coaches have but like us as players you know, we're just, like, trying to get ready for school. You know, we had to yeah. come back Thursday and then class Friday. So, like, me, I'm just taking a deep breath, and I feel like it's important to do that sometimes yeah. and just take a step back and just get your thoughts back. Right. Um, like he said, um, I mean, I did take a little peek at the game or whatever. Um, they they had some guys. We had some guys, too. So, I mean, I mean, they're in the SEC, obviously, so we're, we're going to be playing a, a pretty good team. So, I mean, we just got to do what we got to do. On Saturday, when you, you had a game day off on Saturday, I, I watched wall-to-wall football. How about you guys? Did you get away from it, Xavier, or did you watch some college football? What would you do on Saturday? Oh, no, I watched a lot of college football and then hung out with some friends later on in the day. Just, like, taking a step back, it was like just a mental refresh, you know, yeah. just get away from it. You know, I, like, love football, obviously, so I watched a couple games and, like, just watching a couple players see what they do, like, how they approach and, like, seeing the energy and just – find a ways to try to take that with me and bring it to this team like just trying to make the team better overall Bruce how was your Saturday uh right um I kind of I kind of did take a, a major step back um to like you know refresh my mind and, and stuff like that like I did watch a little bit of football um but you know I just kind of hung out and you know just enjoyed my day uh Bruce there was a play I think it was in the first half uh, pretty early in the game where uh, I guess it was Peoples. It was one of the App State running backs runs through, and you stick them pretty good. And I'm sure he was feeling it, but 
How about you? I mean, he's a pretty big bag, a bigger bag than you see on normal weeks. What was it like uh, going toe to toe with that guy? Uh, he was a he was a he was a little bit bigger than we what we thought he was. You know, he's a kind of taller guy, kind of yeah. like you know Tulsa's running back. You know, he's kind of tall and, and big. Those type of running backs are probably a little bit harder to tackle because they're not like com- compact. They like longer guys. But I mean, he he was a pretty solid guy. I mean, I I was a like. Me personally, I'm always up to the challenge. So I mean, it was it was a pretty cool experience. Do, do you guys feel it day one uh, after game one of a football game? You talked about getting physically right, Xavier. How do you feel uh, that next day after that first contact in you know eight months? I mean, it's like I'm not saying like I'm used to it, but like I've been through it so many times. I yeah. know the steps I had to take to get my body right for the next week. So just like. Focusing on that, you know, getting the ice tub, you know, stretching constantly, just like the little things that make a big difference down the stretch. So, Bruce, at this point, maybe the freshmen are feeling it more than you, upperclassmen. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Xavier said, like we kind of know how to, you know, bounce back from that, you know. And, yeah, we, we know how to bounce back from it and take care of our bodies and stuff like that. Pretty experienced from doing that. I asked the, the other two guys in here earlier, Tyler and Rajay, about – you know, you, you work so hard, winter workout, spring ball, fall camp, leading up to the first game, and you drop that game, but it's one of 12. You got so much ahead of you. You got all your goals still out there. So is that easy for you guys to to say, all right, we're, we're 0-1, but we can still go 11-1? Like, how do you move on from that, Xavier, and get ready for the next one? I mean, control what you control. You know, the games is done with. You know, yeah. we had some things we could have made better. We made some plays. We missed some plays you know they capitalized off some of our plays so it's just like and like we had the crowd back so like there was a lot of emotions going on I know for like the younger guys like who hasn't had that before it's like easy to get sidetracked and like forget your responsibility so it's like a new experience for some of us and we just have to like take the lessons that we learned from that game and just implement them for the future games. Elijah Morris had a moment of honesty with me on media day I was like what's it gonna be like with the crowd in Charlotte he was like yeah, I might kind of be nervous actually, <laughs> because you guys just hadn't had that in so long. Bruce, what was that like? That atmosphere like for you? Man, it was great. It was, it, it felt great to you know have a crowd and stuff like that. It's just you know electrifying. Um, you could just feel that energy like when you're on the field, especially in that big stadium, and it was kind of packed. So it, it was pretty cool. I missed that. And now everybody's gonna be on your side this time. Uh, coming up Saturday, Xavier, how excited are you uh, to run out there? And you know, Purple Haze band playing, and you're actually gonna have some fans that are I cheering mean, you on. Yeah, that's definitely exciting for me. But I'm just trying to focus on getting me better right <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, like that's the most important thing for me. I'm trying to figure out ways to make this team better, make my guys, you know, feel better out there on the field. So, like, I love Pirate Nation. I love the fans. Like, you guys mean so much. But, like, at the same time, like, you can't let that affect you and take you out of your game. So I try to, like, minimize the noise and, like, keep a level head through it all. But, like, when it's time to make plays, and I definitely feel that. It's definitely, like, exciting to me and, like, creates memories I won't forget. So, like... I just take it for what it is and, like, try to not let that take me out of my game, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, look, the defense, it, it kind of charges up the whole place because when you're on offense, you want everybody to be quiet. When you're on defense, that's when yeah. it's a party. And uh, hopefully it'll be that way on Saturday for right. you guys, Bruce. Yes, sir. What's, uh, Bruce, what's a, a noon kickoff 
Uh, how is it different for you than a, a night kickoff? A lot of waiting around for a night game. How about Saturday? Well, what's the schedule? What time does your day begin on Saturday? I mean, pretty early. I mean, like the difference between a night game and, you know, obviously an early game, like everything's like a lot more faster. You ain't got time to like sit around and stuff like that. You have to be ready from the previous day to, to wake up the next morning early to get the day started to, you know, play, get ready for that football game. So. Is it tougher to, to sleep uh, the night before knowing it's like it's coming? Like, like when I get up, it's, it's go time. Yeah. How about for you, Xavier? What's that uh, Friday night for you? Can you sleep good or you got the, the butterflies going or what? I mean, there's like always that little nervous butterflies feeling, but like I've been through this so many times. Like it's all about mental. Like I mentally prepare for it. So it's like I got to get to bed early. Like if I don't, like this could have an effect on the game. So yeah. like, like I said, I just try to like, prioritize what's important and like try to place myself in the best position for success all right guys uh east carolina south carolina going at it at noon we'll be here with you 8 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate getting you ready for the kickoff and uh look you guys are gonna study south carolina you got a week of practice coming up but bruce uh any like keys for your defense like what will you be keying in on this saturday i mean just keying on what i could i mean Honestly, I'm just working within the scheme and do what I got to do to execute that at the highest level I can and making sure my teammates do the same thing. So, All right, Bruce, Xavier, good luck to you guys. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there are a couple of Pirate linebackers inside the Players' Lounge, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, hoping for better results Saturday when they take on uh, South Carolina at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. A lot of line movement on that game, East Carolina uh, now a favorite uh, in that football game, which has got a lot of Pirate fans surprised, which should be no surprise because it seems like we're surprised by a line every week, uh, every time it comes out. We were all shocked by the App State line when that first came out. That's too high. I, 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 wasn't, I don't know if I was shocked by that. I was shocked more by this line for South Carolina. You've been shocked, Troy, by the A&T line, the James Madison line. We yeah. all have. You don't have to pretend like you knew – I mean, you had East Carolina winning the game on Saturday. I did. So you weren't shocked that they were double-digit favorites? Not necessarily, no, because I knew App's a good team. I was a little stunned when the line flipped on some. And it depends where you're looking, too. It's It's been kind of crazy movement on this thing. But uh, I thought East Carolina, and I was talking to Brian Bailey about this earlier today, would have been probably a seven-point underdog coming in this game. I agree, and I, and I wish they were. I would like the Pirates' chances more, although now – Vegas knows what they're doing. I mean, this should make Pirate fans I, feel really good about yeah, the but game on Saturday. I also think it's motivating to the Gamecocks where those guys can coach say, hey, look, they don't even think you can beat East Carolina. I mean, that you is know? a huge slap in the face to South Carolina to be uh, two-point underdogs to ECU, for sure. Yeah, after I mean, if you look at their first game and you look at our first game. Well, they, yeah, but they played a Eastern nobody. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they might be thinking we're a nobody. And until we start winning, we've got well, to That would somebody. be a good thing. I, I hope so. I hope they overlook us. <laughs> they're like, they're a nobody, but we're underdogs. Do we get motivated or not? Now they're confused, so EC will win on uh, Saturday. There's my thinking. They are all mixed up. Don't know what to do. Chandler, what is this? Let's take a time out. We'll come back. I read one article online. It was like, and it said, South Carolina, their season opener, throttled East Carolina. I'm like, God, now they don't. First of all, half the people call us eastern carolina now they don't even know what team we are wow 
They could they they put East Carolina instead of Eastern Illinois. Or is that like that TV show where that one guy got the headlines in advance and tried to prevent a murder from happening? Was is the game already over? We just don't know it yet. Now I'm nervous. Oh boy. Oh but all right, let's take a time out, come back, we'll wrap up our number two when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Barak. Alrighty, back with you, wrapping up Hour 2 of today's show. Coming up in Hour 3, Holton Aylers will join Troy DNI on the Fixed NC Live line. Also, Planning to look up with Pirate receiver C.J. Johnson. Go back inside the Players' Lounge. We'll also make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. Let's hit uh, Coach O again, uh, and not Gary Overton, Ed Orgeron, head coach of LSU. Did you hear this one, Troy, as he rolled in I, uh, to the Rose Bowl? I did. I thought it was a, uh, a moment of uh, bad judgment for him, actually. Let's hear it real quick. He is uh, being talked to by a UCLA fan, and he responded to it. Bring your ass on. Bring your ass on, you little sissy blue shirt. <laughs> Bring your ass on. You little sissy blue shirt. Now, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Are you Chris Collins? I know. But he's the coach of LSU. He's got to get trash talked in every opposing stadium he goes to. I mean, you know how the SEC is. I mean, there is not a place this guy can go other than in the state of Louisiana where he doesn't get junk talked to, when it, especially on a game day. You would think he'd be immune to this by now. But this is who he is. He is not known as a cerebral guy. No, no, he I is get- known as a a football player, a Neanderthal. <laughs> he can barely talk. I get it. But if that's the case, he's going to have to be doing this every single game, multiple times in the pregame, yeah. postgame. Like, he'd spend all his time talking junk back to fans. What'd you say? <laughs> what? Come down here, boy. He said something, too? I mean, if, they, if he can't handle UCLA, how the hell is he going to handle Alabama or Auburn this year? We're going to beat you down, coach. I mean, I was just a little shocked. This isn't like his first day coaching. No, that that, that got under his skin. That's who he and is. And you could hear the guy from UCLA. Play it one more time, Sean. You could kind of hear the guy go, hey, 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 coach. You know, His voice cracked with the right. last thing he said. He hit puberty right yeah. about the time he I asked I wonder the if he, he just sounded so wimpy he couldn't hesitate. He couldn't help himself. Hit it one more time. Hey, bring your ass on. 
Big ass on you, little sissy blue shirt. Your little sissy blue shirt. <laughs> the trumpets at the end. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I, can't, I hope LSU schedules uh, North Carolina in a game now. Whoa, there's sissies everywhere. Oh, there's a bunch of sissy blue shirts out here. So what's he say to, like, LSU fans? Coach O, we love you. Get your ass down here. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> I love that sissy purple shirt you I got love on. that sissy purple shirt you got yeah. on. Speaking of that, uh, manly, that's a manly purple shirt. UCLA's Twitter page trolled that and actually put up on their banner the sissy blue shirt. Yeah. Now it's uh, it's a thing now. It's a thing now. They're embracing the sissy blue over at uh, UCLA. Chip Kelly, 2-0 to start the season. Our other piece of audio uh, on the day was Brian Kelly. And uh, he decided to go stand-up routine. Yeah, can we play this one more time? Sure. Game had it all. Yeah. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Hey, I, I now what? <laughs> once again, if she had asked. Is there a problem with your ex? Was there an issue with the execution? What do you think of the execution? She didn't have execution in the question. No. It was like, all right, I got this. Jo- I got to force feed this joke out there. <laughs> yeah. Now, it would have been, I would have given him a pass if she asked an execution question. She did not ask an execution question, no. as far as I could tell. He went rogue. He went on his own. <laughs> oh, man. I, that was kind of a, yeah. I, I used to MC. The comedy zone at the attic many years ago and brian kelly was not there. <laughs> and i saw many comedians bomb occasionally on a joke that was one of that's exactly what happened like there's just no response and you're like Oof. now on the flip side troy you told a hilarious joke a moment ago you want to tell your fish joke to everyone was, oh yeah, yeah i would right. love to hear it yeah. all right chandler <laughs> what do you call a fish with no eye i don't know <laughs> now, oh brother this guy stinks <laughs> had to think about that a little too hard didn't you <laughs> yeah you're not that guy pal. Trust me. you're not that guy yeah troy was on a roll in here earlier uh yeah proving that he is funnier than brian kelly you know what's cool about switzerland what's that well their flag's a big plus Chandler, like that one. I, I, mean, I have to agree. You are funnier than Brian Kelly. <laughs> yeah, thank Doesn't you. take much. The bar, the bar has been set low, but I'll take it. We've got our power yeah. rankings. You are yeah. ahead of Brian Kelly. Yeah, that's funny. With that sissy pink shirt you got <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, this is orange, by the way. I see some pink in that shirt, boy. Yeah. Southern Tide, homie. I know my colors. There's blue, pink, purple, and sissy blue. <laughs> So there you go. Oh, Best sound bites from week one. Did you watch college football Saturday? I did. What did you watch? Well, I, first of all, I watched college game day to get things started. And I was right when I, you know, I tweeted that thing out about our. I'm so sick of mayonnaise already. Thank God this weekend's over for that. I saw Jenny post something about that, and I agree with her. At least we can stop talking mayo. Although I will give the Duke's mayonnaise people a lot of credit. I think they got more bang for their buck yeah. sponsoring these two games between the East Carolina App game and then the Georgia-Clemson game than you do of any bowl game I've seen. You know, all the bowl games kind of get played at the same time, and one blurs into the other. The Dukes mayonnaise cover it. Like, what they got in social media and everything else, I thought, what an incredible sponsorship for them. Definitely. If I was a business, I'd want to sponsor something on the front end, just like Chick-fil-A does in Atlanta um, with their Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Those are better sponsorships I think than these bowl games. Yeah, they're standalone but, big games. So I tweeted that video out that my friend sent me, 
of the, the guys eat, eating the, the French, mayonnaise? Eating the mayonnaise with French fries. It looked like some contest. And it had last I checked, it had almost four hundred thousand views. Uh, was picked. I, was, I just put out there just the clown mayonnaise because we were talking about it last week. Then I saw on College Game Day the guy take the Duke's mayonnaise, the big container, like what was like a gallon jug of it, and pour it on himself without a shirt, and then lather himself like it was like suntan lotion. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, are they like, getting paid to do that? Like how much? Money no, I, would I that think this, these are the people that I was on. T- uh, did you see me on College Game Day? I was there. Did you see me on Sports Center? I was Center? the guy that doused myself that, with mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. The, the not so cool moment on Sports. You know, but th- I saw it as a highlight or low light on Sports Center. You know, like a oh no you didn't type of deal. So I think I think they just do it for the notoriety. That guy honestly. to do it in the stands like that, you've probably been drinking. Like what that does to your stomach? It's hot outside. Oh, you're eating mayonnaise. Like, that is just they not probably this. go around looking for the most drunk person. They go, all right, this guy's hammered. We're going to ask him to join in on this mayonnaise eating yeah, contest. Probably not hard to find. And he's going to go, hell yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And halftime is just puke city. Oh man. It's brutal. So East Carolina didn't lose everything in the Bank of America Stadium, from what I saw. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, fist fighting going on. There was over the weekend, not Let's... just uh, ECU. It was like every game. Yeah, and now that that seems to get reported a lot more now with uh, well, there's more social cameras, media and phones. But, but then I see you know regular media. Like I saw Fox News pick up on a bunch of the stories. Yeah, like turn it into a news article. Let's let's try to not have a fist fight Saturday. And Dowdy Fickle. Yeah, usually knock on wood, we've been pretty good here at home. You know, and one incident, it, well, you've got forty thousand people there. Sometimes stuff's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I, I just think with the social, if if that wasn't broadcast or recorded, no one would be saying anything. You know. Well, that's a great point, Troy. If we don't know about something, we can't talk about. Correct. It. That is a, <laughs> right. You make a good point. There. So I think this stuff kind of happened before. It just didn't get covered like it does now. Uh, John says, "I saw the Gallon Mayo guy I got free tickets to the game that night." Oh, they did mention that on the broadcast so maybe he was a big georgia or clemson yeah. fan they said if you do this we'll give you free tickets yeah. that might be worth it you go home yeah. showered off that's yeah if i'm more host- opposed to the guy eating it all even though i like mayonnaise in moderation i would i'd rather have it on my outside than my inside because you can clean off the outside true especially if he had a hotel room nearby he yeah go you know clean if he had to go to the game like that now what if you had to go to the game like that you can't <laughs> no, go home and shower that would ruin the whole experience could you imagine having a, a mayonnaise on you for like the whole day like that and then it dries and then put on a shirt i don't even know what oh. it would feel like i mean that would just be just ugh. it just becomes part of your body well and you know like what spoils like at a picnic quicker than anything yeah mayo anything that has mayo in it so if you're out in the sun all day could you, the smell you probably develop with spoiled mayonnaise on you? Ugh. Man, what stinks? Oh, I don't know. It might be the guy <laughs> over there that's covered in mayonnaise. Uh, you know, Larry over here had a win free <laughs> yeah. tickets and took down a gallon of... You enjoying uh, the game, buddy? Duke's on him. And then he's like a Clemson fan, and they don't get a first half all game, and he's sitting there in mayo and spoiled mayo. Boy, my Clemson friends are a little upset. Yeah, that was... Uh, it did not look too great. Uninspiring performance by the Tigers on Saturday yeah, night. But Dabo ain't uh, dabbing <clears throat> in any Duke's mayonnaise all right we need to go to break sorry I was, that was on the fly i was trying to come up with a Dabo mayo joke i'm in favor of your execution <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, i did hear you earlier in hour one he didn't even realize he goes he thought he had a killer joke i'm like clip that was good killer joke talk about execution was that supposed to be funny <laughs> oh brother this guy stinks <laughs> All right, when we return, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live, we'll hear from Holden Aylers, Pirate quarterback, 
as uh, ECU coming off a loss, trying to get things right against South Carolina. Also, CJ Johnson also will make you a winner. Open up the Pirate Radio booty bag on a Monday. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. so you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedic care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, Big Hour 3 on tap. We will hear from Holton Aylers in just a moment as he will recap the loss to Appalachian State. Also look ahead to South Carolina, planning to hook up with C.J. Johnson later on this hour as well. We'll also make you a winner and open up the booty bag here in Tro- in hour three, Troy D. Good to see you, Clip. How Thank are you? you? Great. We've been here. Yeah, I know, but the, someone might just be tuning in for hours. Well, three. we don't have to do that just for that. I just figured we'd reestablish your right. I'm fine. Thank it's you good to having. still be here, Clip. Shirley Rhodes is here. She's been here the last two hours. Shirley, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Chandler, I saw you around 11 a.m. this morning. How you been? Good to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, the, uh, the show in between the show is very hilarious, too, by the way. And we, it, only if we can just put it on the air, but it's probably not. It is very. I, you guys are good on the air. You're good off the air. On and off. Thanks, man. There's no off switch here. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's get a quick break in. We'll come back. We'll hear from Holton Aylers as he joined us earlier today on the Fixed NC Live Line. Got that. And got C.J. Johnson coming up. And we'll see what Shirley Rhodes is giving away inside the booty bag on this Monday. What's, what's cooking up over there, Shirley? Uh, I don't know. What you producers got producing over there? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I didn't see... Well, we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Save that. We'll have more for you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back carolina caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere at Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. And as we head back into the show clip, I told you this during the break, but uh, ECU alum Thomas Francisco is now headed to Peoria. They've transferred him from the Springfield Cardinals to uh, the uh, Peoria Chiefs. They just announced that today. Franny. Congratulations to Franny. 
We got a lot of baseball going on uh, on this Labor Day Monday. Also a college football game tonight. We'll have a Buccaneer Music Hall uh, sports update for you later on this hour. Duh, Buck. Duh, Buck. Good job, Chandler. Duh, Buck, duh, Buck. Oh, sorry. Do you like that, Troy? <laughs> um, I'm undecided on that right now. Huh, interesting. Well, it's referencing uh, your Bears. I, I get it. I and know. I just I don't know I don't know whether I like it or not. I'm undecided. All right. I'm gonna let it marinate a little bit and I wanna hear it a few more times and then I'll bit. decide. There you go. Fair enough. Bit. Yeah. All right. Uh by the way, how you doing, Troy? Good to Do, see you. Doing good. Uh good to be here. Had a good weekend. But uh we're back. We are back like we never yeah. left. Uh it's East- last good weekend of summer if you think about it. You know, I tell you like, what, with the start of football season, it brought in some fall weather I for did, some of those man. days. It was like uh, cool, like one night or one morning. To, I swear, I think it hit like fifty nine degrees. Yes, it was very cold. I went dove hunting this weekend on Saturday morning. Oh, hey, Bryce Williams over here, wow. and um, it was very chilly outside. It, it almost put me in a full blown depression. Oh, come I on. can't handle this cold weather. And like we that. shot a plethora of doves. Hold on, save it for Wednesday when Bryce Crap. is here. We'll, we'll uh, add you to the mix there. All right, um, radio outdoors expanding. How about that? Yeah, we got old Dove Hunter boy over Little here, Little Bryce over there in the production room. Little B. All right, let's uh, Troy do. We talked to Holt Nailers earlier this afternoon as uh, we were here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. He yep. joined us on the Fixed NC Live line, and uh, we'll hear that conversation right now from the QB at East Carolina, Holt Nailers, who uh, talked to Troy and I earlier today. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to the starting quarterback of the East Carolina Pirates. He is Holton Naylor's joining us on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Holton, how you doing today? Doing good, man. How you doing? Doing all right. And uh, Holton will recap the loss to Appalachian State 33-19. to And I think a lot of this week is going to be about, you know, bouncing back and overcoming adversity. And, and let's start there with, with a, a couple plays. And, uh, and, and Troy, we talked about these on Friday. Holden Naylor's long run set up a first and goal um, early in that football game on Thursday night, called back due to a holding call. And then at the end of the first half, you had the Hail Mary, which goes for a touchdown. They review it. It's called an interception. Just a, a couple of plays there, Holden, that if you get, you, you feel like you got a lot better chances to win that game. How do you go about you know, overcoming that in the moment? We're talking about those plays for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, three days, three weeks after it happens. You have to get over it immediately. How do you uh, go about doing that during a game? Yeah, um, you're right, especially that one going into halftime. You know, that was kind of a big blow for us because that could have really changed the game. And then, like you said, that long run, too, was that was a long walk back, um, you know, because it was a longer run. So, we died, had time to walk back, and the offense line were kind of walking back. Like, you know, dang. We are kind of trying to figure out who did it. And we saw the film, and we're still trying to figure out who did it because uh, – Really wasn't much to there, but um, you, you can't you can't look at that too hard. I mean, that's just part of the game and part of having refs is. I mean, they're not robots. Everyone makes mistakes and stuff like that. But um, you sure wish you could have that one back with the replay. Um, you know, the replay is supposed to kind of prevent things like that from happening. But I mean, it is what it is. You got a new week, new opportunity. It's a big one this week, so we got to go out there and play good. Yeah, holding this Troy, I said on Friday. You know, if ECU gets those two plays back. 
It, well, maybe the Pirates don't win a game, but it, it totally changes the complexion of that game, in my opinion. Um, and I really look at that 50-yard scamper you had. Uh, it would have put ECU right close to the goal line. That, that really Having that play call back on a holding, and a questionable holding call, I will say, at that really seemed to kind of take a little bit of the wind out of our sails because it was like, man, it, we were right there, and then it was hard to kind of get over that one. It, I felt just watching it on TV. Yeah, I mean, you look at the score, it was, it was 20-6 to six at that point. Um, you know, we get the ball at the five-yard line, and, and, you know, if we go punch it in there, there's no guarantee that we do. But, I mean, there's pretty good there's pretty good chances that we do there in the four plays to get five yards. That's a that's a good odds. Um, but, you know, kind of like I said, you can't dwell on that. Um, you know, there's stuff happens in games that you wish you could take back, and that's just one of them that, you know, wish would have went our way. But, you know, we just got to – there's a lot of plays out there that we didn't make, you know, minus the refs, too, that we could have made and made the game a lot closer as well. Talking to Holton Naylor, starting quarterback for ECU football here on the Fixed NC Live Line. Holton, uh, technically a day off for you, although, look, in season, I know how you guys are. They're really kind of no days off. I know you're maybe no practice for a Holton Naylor's, but I know you're busy looking at tape and meeting with coaches and doing different things. What's uh, practice been like? over the last couple days since the uh, season opener. What have you guys been working on as you get ready to set your sights on the South Carolina Gamecocks? Just really motivated. Um, you know, we got a lot of guy, old guys on this on this team that knows how big this next game is and knows how big it is to, to make a jump from week one to week two. You know, a lot of a lot of teams in America will make their biggest jump from week one and week two just because you, it's your first time seeing live action, your first time seeing your mistakes against against another team and and going in and fixing that is key, and that's really what we're focusing on this week because we know we got a good team. Um, there's a good team coming in here, but we're a good team too, and we just got to go put that product on the field. There were some plays earlier in the game where you were hesitant, it seemed, to escape the pocket, and then uh, later in the game there were opportunities where you, you saw it, you took it, and, and got a first down, ran over a safety uh, a DB in one of those plays. But what, when you look at that back on film, is that something moving forward – you say, okay, I gotta, I gotta take off earlier, or is that just a feel and instinct thing during a game? What, what about those plays? Yeah, I think it's kind of both. I mean, you know, it's kind of controlling it. Sometimes I left the pocket a little too early, and then sometimes I stayed in there a little too much. So there's a happy medium that you got to do with. But you know, one thing that I do want to be better at is once I do take off, I take off at full speed and, and make good cuts and make good decisions like that. But um, I mean, I do think my, my legs can help this team win football games, and that's what I'm, I'm planning on doing. But, you know, i got to stay in the pocket when it's time to and and um, and just really, you know, help the team win in any way I can. Holding 22 of 40, 295 yards, two touchdowns, the interception coming on that Hail Mary toss. What have you seen on film that uh, you liked and also you want to uh, improve upon going into week two, South Carolina? Yeah, there's a lot of plays out there that are still to be made. Um, you know, there's some throws that I've made a, a thousand times and missed Thursday night that I'm going to hopefully not miss again this year. Um, it's good to see on film, you know, and, and correct it and get it corrected. And just stuff like footwork, um, staying in the pocket a little extra longer and then leaving when the pressure's actually there and, and not feeling pressure that isn't there. And um, it's always good, you know, to make to create plays with your legs. But, I mean, if you can stay in the pocket and drill a, drill a ball in there for a first down or something, that's good too. So, just kind of, like I said, just finding the happy medium and getting things corrected. Holden, it's easy for us to say, you know, why did Tyler Sneed finish with four for 27, CJ four for 34? We got to feed them the football. When you're on the field, it's a different story. Is that something Appalachian State did to take away your main guns, or is that something you guys could have executed better at on uh, Thursday night? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, my job is to get those, those playmakers the ball, and, and 
obviously every every game going into they're going to know that those two are our dudes that we're going to try to get those are those guys the ball and the offense is going to run through them but I mean we got to give them the ball um it starts with me and I got to give them the ball more they're they're playmakers with the ball in their hands obviously you know throughout their career every time they've had it they've done something special with it so yeah it starts with me um you know like I said I got to get the the ball to them more and that's definitely what I'm going to do Talking to Holt Naylor's on the Fixed NC Live line. Holton, uh, South Carolina blasted Eastern Illinois to open up their season in Columbia. Now they're coming into Greenville. I, I thought they'd be uh, you know, a big favorite, but I'm seeing some stuff, some lines where uh, East Carolina's even a favorite. What do you see now when you look at the South Carolina defense? I know you're starting to dig into it now. What concerns you about their defense the most? What will you be focused on Saturday? They're extremely talented. Um, you know, anytime you have an SEC school coming in, they're going to get those big time recruits, those big bodies that that are four and five stars, and that's certainly what they are. Um, they're very talented. They're they got a good coaching staff now. They're they're well coached, and that's just something that you got to. They haven't been winning much in the past, but you can't really look at that. I mean, like you said, they just smoked their first thing they've played, and they're playing really good football right now. So it's gonna be a tough matchup. Um, I, I think we match up well with them. We just got to come out and. Kind of like I said, make that jump from week one to week two. Holden is joining us. Holden, uh, kind of a two-parter here. We'll look back and forward. What was the what was it like playing in that environment on Thursday night? What will it be like playing in front of the home fans uh, coming up on Saturday, a place you used to go and watch games, and now they'll be uh, cheering you on. Fans will be back at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Oh, yes, it was great. I mean, it was great to have fans back, and um, especially – you know, in a stadium like that, in an environment like that, it's, it's always special. And, you know, I told the team Friday – or not Friday night, I guess Wednesday night before the before the game that it was going to be a fun environment um, just to cherish it because stuff like that doesn't always come along. And um, it's pretty much the same thing this weekend. I mean, we've, we haven't had a full stadium here in a really long time, so I'm excited to play in front of that. And especially last year without having really many fans at all, it's going to be special. Um, I'm definitely excited about it, and hopefully those guys can give us an extra boost um, – help us win the game saturday great opportunity saturday to have a, a bounce back How, how's the attitude of the team right now i know it wasn't uh the start that you guys had hoped for but uh, how's everybody dealing with it and how, i'm sure they're ready to move on to south carolina but how is the attitude right now yeah we're extremely motivated um we know that the product we put on the field isn't the team that we're going to be and, and we know that we have a really good chance this week to make a statement and show that we're a better team than what we showed last thursday and that's what we're going to do um you know we're cert- we're certainly motivated to put a good product on our field especially in front of our home fans in front of our home opener so excited to get out there excited to get going and this is a big week for us holding with the uh the saturday off from playing a game anyway uh did you watch football from noon to midnight like junkies like myself or did you get away from it what'd you do uh, over the weekend uh, i sat in my living room and watched football from 12 to noon, 12 to midnight there you go that's what i'm which, talking about which games did you find the most interesting Shoot, man. Um, yeah, I watched South Carolina. I think they played a seven that day. Um, I pretty much watched any game that was on from 12 on, and I was flipping so much in between. Just any game that wasn't on the commercial, I was watching. So, just good to, to watch college football. I mean, obviously, we don't get a chance to um, during the season, and even NFL because our Sundays are so busy. But anytime I get a chance to watch football, man, I love it. It's the greatest sport in the world. It's so, so fun to play, but also so fun to watch couple extra days of rest you know opening up the season on that thursday is that an advantage for you guys going into this week i think so um anytime you can get an extra day of rest on your body after after a game um it's huge you know those our bodies coming out of games are, are rough man i mean it's, it's hard to get out of bed some days and 
just because your body's so beat up. I mean, football's a physical sport, and especially the first game of the year, your body's not used to it. Your body's so used to just being waking up every day without any bruises, without any of this, and then your body it feels like you get hit by a car. Um, so, especially the first game, it's big for us to get a couple of days extra rest. I mean, now we can go in to tomorrow going full speed and with our bodies pretty much at full go. So, um, yeah, I think it is an advantage for us. And, and look, let's be honest. I mentioned this on Friday's show also. It wasn't like you guys opened up with a scrimmage. Uh, and hindsight's twenty twenty. We may look back and we'll find out at the end of the season, but this App State football team is very good and could end up being one of the best teams we face all season, you know, as I said, time will tell. But uh, this, uh, you you faced them on the field. They look legit to me. Yeah, they are. They're they're a senior led team, and not even a senior led team, a super senior led team. I have to say that. Um, you know, those guys have won a lot of football games, and I mean, like you said, they're one of the better teams we'll play this year. And I mean, they play Miami this week, and I wouldn't be shocked if they go down there and and beat Miami. Um, you know, they're they're certainly capable of it. They've won a lot of games that that senior class has won a lot of games too you know i think i was i saw somewhere where all of their receivers were super seniors or sixth or seventh year seniors and kind of their defense was like that too so um they're a good football team they're gonna win a lot of games and we have a lot of respect for them but um we certainly feel like we could have played better and made the game a lot closer than it was well hold keep your head up you guys uh should have a great atmosphere in greenville at high noon kickoff east carolina versus south carolina going to be a lot of fun for the home opener this saturday tickets are still available and folks can get those at ecupirates.com we're pulling for you guys and we'll hook up again next monday and catch up with you then thanks so much for your time today for sure thanks for having me guys all right, there's the QB, Holden Aylers, uh joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line as part of our Pirate Radio's Players Lounge. Troy, as the uh, we've heard now from five of the guys from Thursday night, they all uh, saying similar things and that they are ready to get back to it. I mean, I, it's good to hear. I mean, the linebackers, Bruce and Xavier, they were still upset about the loss. You can yeah. tell. But all of them as a whole know that the season isn't lost no. and uh they got to get ready for south carolina this week and uh the remainder of this season yeah i mean you have total redemption you come back with a victory this saturday yeah you know it changes the the outlook the attitude the dialogue Absolutely. everything so there is a lot riding on this game though i will say for this program for this season uh as far as momentum and what is in store for the future because uh if, if you can't write the ship saturday and get a victory it's you, you got a tough road game facing you in marshall yeah so you know and i don't think it gets any easier going on the road to marshall than it does at home against south carolina right now no that's easy i ranked it before the season app state marshall south carolina in my order of just mostly because that marshall game is on the road i'd stick with that yeah i mean that's the way it's looking right now let's be honest was a road game for ecu yeah i mean it was they had more fans it was on the road you know it was the, uh, technically App State's home game. They had uh, you know. their name in both end zones. Yeah. So, but uh, Rick but, but asking, I, I agree with your <clears throat> rankings. So, Rick is, asking what the projected ticket sales are. Troy, do you have a number? Oh, uh, well, I'll work on that. Rick can get you an answer. Do you have a guess? Later. Uh, I would say honestly, if I had a guess right now, thirty-five. I, yeah, I was gonna say thirty-five. And I, and I will tell you this: I think South Carolina, with the showing they had Saturday actually might boost some of the south carolina tickets i think some of their fans may now they might sell another thousand or two thousand tickets potentially that their fans feel good about where they're headed and maybe want to come now that um that could affect 
obviously the total amount, but I think you're going to get a bump up potentially of Gamecock fans coming in. We shall see. But I would put it at uh, probably 35 is my guess. Tickets have been purchased for the entire upper deck. Remember that? Yeah, so that might skew the numbers a little bit. You're right. That's what the upper deck seats, I think, six or 7,000 folks. So they will count those as tickets sold. That was Bill Clark Holmes, correct? Yeah, and they're going to hand those out to folks in different parts of the community and you know, first responders and in the medical field and places like that. Um, And that's a lot of tickets to distribute, by the way. You know, just the logistics of getting all those tickets out so they get used. Yeah. And I hope they get used. I'm sure a number of them might go unused, but at least they were purchased and that will count towards the um, attendance that day. Yeah. Whether they get used or not, because it is really tickets allotted. That's the number in this day and age. They don't count butts and seats. No, they don't count the turnstile anymore. Those days are over, folks. All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back planning to hook up with ECU wide receiver C.J. Johnson. Also, on the other side of this break, we'll make you a winner and open up the booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Is the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $1,000 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We'll make you a winner in just a few minutes. Open up the Pirate Radio booty bag. Troy D alongside. And uh, Troy, we continue on inside the players lounge we've heard from rajay harris tyler sneed xavier smith bruce bivens holt nailers and now time to hear from ecu wide receiver cj johnson as the pirates get set to take on south carolina coming up noon on saturday cj how you doing man i'm doing good how are you hey doing great appreciate your time here today on the program and cj before we look ahead we will look back and i guess should we start with the hail mary troy yeah, d i mean <laughs> gotta talk about that cj first of all great catch because i'm i'm with the refs that's a touchdown pirates take us back to that last play of the first half what you saw what happened and what went on kind of with the dog pile underneath that none of us saw uh, walk us through that play from your perspective well, I mean, I, the ball was in the air, and um, I saw that I was surrounded by a lot of black jerseys, and I just I, I jumped as high as I possibly could um, to try to get it. Number five that was in front of me, he tipped it up, and I saw it tipped up, and I saw and I felt everybody like falling off of me a little bit. So like I just I went I gave that second effort, went for the ball, and I thought it was a touchdown. Uh, as far as what happened underneath the dog pile. It um, it wasn't it wasn't really much. It was just like a bunch of people grabbing grabbing the ball, but I had it. 
So you ended up obviously with the ball after that. You had your hands on the ball with the catch. Did the defender, was it kind of a, a deal where maybe the defender had a hand or two on it with you at the same time? Oh, we, we most definitely caught the ball at the same time. If you look at the replay uh, from the sideline view, you'll see that we both, like I really caught it with one hand at first. So I had one hand on the ball, he had one hand on the ball. And as we were fighting to go down, we both put two hands on the ball. Now, then from there, I, I ripped it out. I heard Bailey say, too, like in a, in a tie situation like this, usually it goes well, to the tie the, goes to the receiver. Right. And CJ came out with the ball. And, right. you know, we all thought it would have been a touchdown, but it, they had some video that uh, that they overturned it. So, And you had a couple calls go against you, CJ. I've talked about it to the other guys. When, when something like that goes against you, I mean, there's nothing you can do but play the next play, or in that case, go into the locker room. So, you know, how frustrating is it, and, and how do you have to quickly move on from it? I mean, it's, it, it really is frustrating, but uh, we always we always play with our next play mentality. I mean, we control what we can control. Um, <laughs> when the officials are going like that, it's out of our control. So we just try to stay in the game and control what we can control. You know, I don't want to take anything away from App State. I think they're a great team. But if that play goes the Pirates' way, which is the way they ruled it on the field, and if uh, Holton's 50-yard run doesn't get called back to some mysterious holding call, uh, does, that, does the outlook of that game change in your perspective? Oh, man, that's, that's a whole different ball game. I mean, we're coming, we're coming out of halftime with way more energy than we uh, went in with. So, like, I mean, as far as that is, People are coming out juiced up. He, you know, got a little swagger to us, but CJ uh, four catches. I feel like it would have been a complete, completely different game. Yeah, four catches for you the other night. Four for Snead. That's a number that obviously Holden Aylers, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Mike Houston, and all Pirate fans want to see uh, a lot more uh, than just four catches for thirty-four yards. What was App State doing to take you and, and Tyler specifically out of the game on Thursday night? Um, I don't, I mean, like I said, I can, I can control what I can control. I don't, I don't complain about not getting the ball. I, I feel like this is a team sport and, um, you got to play your role in order to win the game. CJ Johnson joining us. CJ, I know a lot of, uh, fans see you and talk about the talking that goes on on the field and you seem to enjoy getting into it with the opposing DB. Is that something that you do to fire yourself up? Is that you retaliating from them talking? What's all the uh, the talk on the field about? I mean, this is really just playing with a chip on your shoulder. Like, you uh, you got to have an attitude about you. You can't, you can't, I mean, yeah, sometimes you can, you can you like, overdo it a, little, a couple of times, but, like, at the end of the day, you have to play with that intensity. You've had a um, couple days to think about, you know, that last loss, and also want to turn the page and look ahead towards uh, week two now that we're in against South Carolina. You've got some time off today. How, how did practice go yesterday? We've asked some of the other players too that, that have seemed to be very fired up about the chance for improvement from week one and week two. What are you seeing out there on the practice field with this team, the attitude of the team, and, and your expectations going into this Gamecock game? Oh, man. this uh, We came out to practice fired up yesterday. We Because um, we know, uh, just like Donnie K told us, he said that team showed the most improvement from game one to game two. And we're just fired up to get back in the lab and come, back, come out and get a dub next weekend. 
CJ, I asked the other guys, I'll ask you, what was your Saturday like? Did you watch football like a football fan, or did you try to get away from it uh, Saturday when you weren't playing in the game? Um, I watched, I watched, the, I watched like two games, but I, I, like you said, I try to get away from it a little bit, uh, just to clear my mind, think about, uh, you know, just let it process. Really, a rare Saturday off to start the season. Is this team, uh, and every day that you get rest is good. So is this team, you know, after the first game, still pretty pretty healthy? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're pretty healthy. C.J. Johnson joining us. C.J., how much have you looked at South Carolina and uh, what they do defensively? Oh man, we um, we have we we started uh, we started on them Sunday, so we're we're already on the books for them. What what concerns you about this SEC defense you'll be facing? I don't I don't I don't really have any concerns because I believe in my teammates. I believe in my team, and I feel like we're going to come out with it. How much different was the CJ playing in front of a crowd uh, like uh, you were not able to do last year? And, and this Saturday, all the, the guys will be, all the crowd will be on your side at home at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. But what was the biggest difference in that environment from uh, all of last season, CJ? Oh man, it's just it's just communication. Just like being, you got to be able to communicate on the field with it being that loud because you can no longer just talk to the person next to you. You got to scream, and you can't scream because then you're going to tell the other team what you're doing. So it's really like just um, focusing it on uh, communication. C.J. Johnson joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, getting ready to go. C.J., I guess more of a uh, normal, traditional practice this week, a couple of days uh, extra to prepare for South Carolina. So uh, you ready to go for a, uh, a full week of practice this week? Oh, yes, sir. Well, C.J., uh, appreciate you joining us, man. Thanks uh, for a few minutes of your time today. Yeah. Good luck to you guys Saturday. Uh, thank you for having me. There's C.J. Johnson, East Carolina wide receiver, joining us inside the Pirate uh, Pirate Players Lounge. And Troy D., I, I like the attitude of these guys. They, they're they not happy with what happened Thursday, but they're also looking ahead, moving forward. And, yeah. and uh, you, you we, we, we tell, we're telling the fans and we're telling ourselves, too, that not everything is lost after one game. Correct. These players are uh, feeling that same well, way. The coaches and players cannot dwell on last week. I think you, you learn from last week and prove what you can improve on within a week make the adjustment adjustments that you can make and move on and focus on what's in front of you and quit looking in the rearview mirror I mean, if you it. do look back it's only going to hurt you it can yeah there are some teachable moments from that game and things they can improve on but you can't dwell on it and uh, it sounds like talking you know i heard donnie earlier today with brian bailey and talking to these players today they're ready to move on they're really ready to show pirate nation what they're capable of and I think it's one of those things where, the, look, they're not happy with the performance that out there. And, and although I keep saying it's just, it is just one game, this team is not, you know, th- this isn't an 0-12, you know, we're sitting here at the end of the season. It's one game against what I am continuing to say might be one of the best teams on East Carolina's schedule. So you've got to take that into account, take a breath, let's give them a chance to show their potential and let's give them a chance to come back home and, and be fired up in front of these fans. And look, South Carolina's not a team that there's no team you can just sleep on, and there's no easy win in my book as far as the schedule this year. All these games are going to be tough. If Charleston Southern is not an easy win, we but, got but once again in college football, Clip, as you know, you saw some upsets Saturday. Things can and do happen, so uh, you you can't take people lightly. Is my point. Yeah. But, you know they're coming in here with the attitude they want to win too, but. 
I do agree with you. That should be a winnable game for East Carolina, but not if you you know make a ton of mistakes and don't have your head right. So, but they can't worry about that right now. Right now, it's just about taking care of business, doing the best job they can, focusing on themselves, and trying to take South Carolina out of their game. Pirates will be on the deuce coming up if you're not able to get to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. Our pregame coverage begins at 8 a.m., taking you up to the noon kickoff. And myself, Weave, and the crew will be here after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Yeah, and actually we'll start uh, at 7 a.m. because Friday at noon we're bringing back the UBE Pirate Preview live from UBE with Jeff Charles, the voice of the Pirates. Also, Don Edwards will be alongside and many other guests. So that'll be live from UBE this Friday at noon, from noon to 1 p.m., and we will encore that before the Bud Light pregame tailgate at 7 a.m. All right, let's uh, ma- make somebody a winner, Shirley Rhodes, and open up the Pirate Radio Booty Bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, let's get the week started out right. What are we giving away, Shirley Rhodes? How about a Hungry Pirate, courtesy of Chico's? Good call. I love those. Hungry Pirate from Chico's. Don't let Tyler Dreyfus get near it. My son had one for the first time last week and destroyed it. Yeah, I lived on those in college. And I said, hey, I know how hungry he is. So I was like, why don't you try this? Because is it a burrito you can pick up? I said, no, it's too big. You can't pick this one up. You have to eat it with a knife and fork. He goes, all right, I'll try it. And he crushed it. The whole thing? The whole thing. Man, that's it, impressive. And, and a basket of chips. You might find this he, hard to believe, but he has picture evidence of it. No way. No way. <laughs> he does eat like a full-grown man. And if you eat like a full-grown man, you too can enjoy a Hungry Pirate from Chico's. Charlie, what color are we looking for? I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with color 12. All right, 317-1250. Breaking news from Brett McMurphy. Randy Edsel is not going to wait till the end of the year. What? To step down. The what? UConn coach is out immediately. Come on, wow. Twitter. Does he get a Huskies bonus? Huskies on that? three. <laughs> One. Oh. Yeah, that wow. Was, that was embarrassing that when they couldn't even get a, uh, what do they call that? It's a it's like, a huddle. Uh, yeah, but it's he couldn't like even a, get the team to chant at the same time. They yeah. were out, at, out of it, and uh, Edsel says I'm out as well. So there you go. Mm. All right, uh, more sports news and notes when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market. Uh, Well, the stock market was closed today for Labor Day, but uh, it did close on Friday down 74 points for the Dow at 35,369. The NASDAQ was up 48 on Friday at 15,652, and the S&P only dropped a point at 4,535. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. And congratulations to Susan Deans, of Greenville picked up a Hungry Pirate courtesy of Chico's. Grab your Amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, 
steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice-cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Susan Dean's a Panthers fan. It's game week, Susan Dean. How you feeling about Panthers Jets, Chandler? I'm I'm getting excited. Excitement time. Dare I say. I actually ran into Susan Dean's at Chico's one time. Wow. Yeah. So I know Maybe you will again. It. Cool. Yeah. Neat story. Thank you. Uh, I saw ESPN did a simulation of the entire season and uh, had the Panthers. Five and 12. First overall pick yeah. of next year's draft. I know oh. you were getting there. <laughs> Nicely played. <Thank> you. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Troy was that supposed that. to be funny? That was funny. Uh, that I was like funny. That. So you know what a fish with no eye is? Well, uh, what? <laughs> You're doing a lot better on that one. When you told me off the air, you just went like... I didn't do it loud enough. And I said, what about the SH? So, what a fish with no eye is called. A f- yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a look at our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. A lot of day baseball going on, and... Surely a wild one between the Rays and the Red Sox, and the Red Sox could not close it out. They're in the tenth inning now, and the Rays lead it eleven to nine over Boston. How are you gonna let it inside the park home run? That's all I'm asking. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing that highlight. I oh, I just it. watched it. It's all over Twitter. Orioles lose today, three to two. They were coming off a series win over the Yankees, but they fall to the Royals today, three to two. Mets blow it against the Nationals. Woo-hoo! Nats knocking off New York four to three. That score. Yankees were crushed today by the Blue Jays. Eight nothing was that final score. And the Phillies chasing the Braves in the NL East, picking up a twelve nothing win over the Brewers. Coming up tonight, Louisville and Ole Miss will wrap up Week One. That one's on ESPN at eight o'clock, I believe, in Atlanta. Troy, who you got? Louisville, Ole Miss. I'm going to take Ole Miss on that one. All right. Ole Miss, the favorites, I will as well. The Rebels are uh, favorites in that one. It's uh, kind of a rough week for the ACC with North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State had a shot last night. They lose. So uh, Louisville could be the latest ACC team to go down. True. And will the ACC expand? Will they be a conference to pick somebody up? If BYU, who is one of the last big independents, goes to the Big 12, Will Notre Dame's hand finally be forced and have to go to ACC officially? I, I was just going to say I'm ready to see the Louisville running backs uh, coached by Darrell Sims. Hmm. I had not thought about that, Chandler. Well done. Are you really ready for that, or do you just want to bring that I'm up? I'm going Louisville. <laughs> okay, all right. Not so fast, my friend. Are you ready to see Colts running backs this weekend, led by <laughs> Scotty Montgomery? Absolutely not. Who do, who do the Colts have? Uh, good question. Of course, the Bears will be on Sunday Night Football as the marquee game, as we had talked about last week. What a disgrace. Jonathan Taylor against the Rams. Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. Y'all are the, the real deal. deal. Colts play the Seahawks coming up on Sunday. Did you watch Hard Knocks last week? Yeah. The third. This was, I think, the third. They got one more to go. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. yeah, they got the final cuts coming up. You do kind of feel for the guys. They get, you know, they're getting ready to get cut. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the whole storyline. I mean, it sucks to see a guy lose his job on television. Yeah. So, but it's that's part of the deal uh, there in the NFL. Yeah, the uh, I think what they're doing, like they, a, the uh, NFL wants the Rams to be good because they're in L.A., uh-huh. so they're serving them up a patsy <laughs> to start the season I on Sunday Night Football. 
<laughs> I haven't been paying any attention to the Cowboys' moves because I want to find out, like, on Hard Knocks if Danucci makes the team. Oh, no spoilers. You're right, right. So don't tell me. I don't want – because they've probably already decided this by now. Yeah, we talked about it on the show Right, last and week. I missed it. So I'm, like, dying to see – because they got to have a backup quarterback. Yeah. But will he make the cut? Because he's been questionable. My guess, my guess is he probably did not. I'm trying to think if you've pissed me off lately, if I could spoil it now or not. No, <laughs> don't, I don't, don't think you have, so I'm yeah. not going to spoil it. Yeah, uh, th- that's interesting. An interesting way to think about it. Yeah. I'm not so, looking at the transactions. I, correct. I, I've, I've avoided it, and some of those aren't national. You know, if you're not looking for it, it's not like in your face news. If you go searching for it, it's easy to find. But so I've purposely avoided it because I want to see how they play it out. And I can kind of feel like I'm watching it in real time. Speaking of shows and spoilers, Troy, the last two weekends I have watched, and uh, I'm almost done with season two, but I've finally got into Outer Banks. Yeah. Have you watched it? I consumed it heavy and knocked it out in about four nights, I think. So you watched the whole season? Oh, yeah. Two. I've yeah. gone the whole season. How far are you down? I think I'm on like ep eight, or how many episodes are there? I'm on the next to last episode. Oh, okay. So the boat's already exploded then, right? Oh, yeah. A Ward's boat. Yeah. Yeah. Did, is, you, is he dead? I can't. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Oh, that means no. <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew that anyway. That whole thing was a little hokey. How did you know? Hey, well, you never saw the body. If you don't see the body on TV. Man, you're good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's an old TV joke or a TV, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but man, you are, you could be writing for Outer Banks. <laughs> I mean, anybody could write for that stupid it show. Gets, I, I will it, say yeah. it is very. It gets a little like, come on, is this even possible? But it is great brain candy. Oh yeah, you know, I love it's it. not realistic towards the end, but it is very entertaining, and it does make you wonder, God, what's going to happen next? If you're looking for another show like that, sort I, of uh, clickbait. Have you heard about that one? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, is it on Netflix? Too? It is. What's yeah. it about? Uh, guy uh, is a philanderer and somebody he gets kidnapped Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out who did it and what he did and it just takes a million twists and turns oh i'll check it out yeah is it is it uh but not appropriate for kids i guess nah okay probably not although your your kids have seen worse probably um do you let your daughter watch outer banks uh she has not she's right at there at the age yeah where because i was talking to someone I was talking. Who? No, we were talking to Phoenix Evans about Outer Banks and like the show's demographics. And he was like, "Yeah, my 14 year old daughter watches that." I was yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, that's who it's catered to." Yeah. Uh, Middle aged guys and 14 year olds. <laughs> that kind of it was very embarrassing yeah. to hear yeah, that. I know. But uh, yeah, I thought she'd like it. Is my point? Yeah, yeah. We'll get her into that at some point. Yeah, I really wanted to watch Lost, which is one of my favorite shows. Like, do you you watch you watch old movies? That you like I, I love to the, get your boys to watch well, it, right? And now they request them. They, even now, if you talk to Bryce or Tyler, they'll say, Dad, movies were better like back in the 80s. Like the movies uh, I showed them from the them, 80s. No, I right. swear to God. Now, like when they watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off yep. or, you know, Stripes or whatever, you know, these 80s movies. Now, some of them have, you know, a little edgy. But they're they're tame compared to some of the stuff that's out there now. They're like, they, they don't, these are movies, are they think they're better than their, the current day movies. So, yeah, so right now I'm trying to find – what was the movie I was looking for? Oh, I think Field of Dreams. I was gonna, Since that mm-hmm. baseball, I wanted to watch that, but I can't – you know, I, I don't think it's on Netflix. Netflix's movie selection really kind of is garbage lately. And, and now that, I know why they've gone to all this original content because they're, they're losing all the rights to these movies because all the movie makers are keeping it for themselves and streaming it. 
I went to see my grandmother the other day, and we watched a old TV series. Do you guys remember Quincy? Yeah. Yeah. Quincy I didn't watch it, but I know. I, yeah. I just watched it. I didn't. I've never heard you, of it before. Tell you what, I rewatched rewatched recently it was very good. The original Rambo. The original. They didn't even call it Rambo. It was called First Blood. Oh, yeah. Back oh. then, they didn't go with the Rambo name until the sequel. Now he's the main character in it, but it was called First Blood. Have you seen that one? I mean, it's probably been 25 if I did, years. It was in the 80s. Like, I forgot how good that movie That's a good movie. And then the boys loved it. Like, for a dudes, I wouldn't recommend it for your daughter, probably, but for a, a guy movie or teenage boy movie, uh, First Blood, the original Rambo, awesome. Tony Dunn was into, like, the Jean Claude Van Damme, and, but, like, the Terminator, Predator, Rambo, that genre. Yeah. So I probably watched it with him when I was a kid, but I don't. Mm really recall any of those now their big thing is when and they go to their buddy's house they watch these uh horror movies they like watch the scary movies <laughs> yeah like that. nobody's ever heard of horror movies <laughs> well i know <laughs> yeah scary movies we all know what that i know is. i hate and i hate these so i won't watch them <laughs> so it's good that they watch them at a friend's house because i will not i do not i despise a horror movie I don't, yeah, I saw, I, it gives me bad dreams. I don't like the I jump like scares. It. And even the, now, they even now they're like, Dad, maybe we should watch this like it in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Not at like ten o'clock at night. Go with sunlight outside. So yeah. if you need to take a break, you can walk outside. <laughs> they watched one. God, what was it? Us. Have you seen Us? They were telling me yeah. about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they got they they Pretty thought freaky. us they thought us was great, but very scary. Very creepy. The mirror yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there you go. Great way to wrap up the show today, Troy. Did enjoyed it. Fun times as always. I will uh, probably see you here most likely Friday. All right. Sounds good. As uh, we will get you ready for ECU football and the NFL weekend. Season opener of Jag Dog football Thursday night, Clip Rock. Good luck to the Jag Dogs. Thank you. One of the greatest. When the fourth quarter ends, (laughs) the fifth quarter begins. One of the greatest mascots ever assembled, the Jag Dogs. Yeah, it was a combination between uh, Epps Bulldogs. And the Acock Jaguars. I like it. It is a brand new football, a super football team this year. Super team. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to Bud Light, sponsor of the Bud Light ECU Report. Talked a lot of pirate football today, and we'll do so Tuesday as well. We will see you then, Tuesday, 3 o'clock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.